0: now, introducing the man who is disputing reports that this might be the year that his opponents have him figured out on the Papa Shot Court, as he insists, quote, What is there to figure out? Now that I'm wearing this protective cup at all times, there isn't much they can do to slow me down, unquote. While many disagreed with the decision to intentionally walk Shohei Ohtani in the third inning down 8-1, he fully understood that there's a big difference between a 7-8 and eight run deficit and, quote, we aren't in the business of losing games in entertaining fashion, unquote. He is Glenn
1: Clark. Good morning. Hello. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. Uh, I'd like to get my mentions back at some point today if possible. It's part of the problem with sharing a personal account and the show account, is that when something happens on the show that explodes, it means that like when I want to make a dumb tweet about the f- motion picture of the Meg last night, I, nobody cares about that. I can't one. find it. I can't find there. Are people that well, responded. Well, there
0: was like four people who engaged with that tweet.
1: I understand that, but like I'd like to engage with that. This that's is what, what we do it for. That's this what is what why I, you play the game. I don't understand what that means.
0: You get engagement. Have, now you're engaged to like 150 people. What? Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's Good That's not, not going to be okay. That's not going to work. I got enough troubles as it is with the one. Man, I can't do that. Uh, appreciate those of you that uh, perhaps are, are just finding us, that weren't aware of us until the internet started sharing around this conversation that we had with uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN yesterday. Um, I hope that those of you that were sharing it went back and listened to the entire conversation and... Um, I think that some of the responses were not appropriate just being flat honest I I mean this in the nicest way I know I, I, I am not uh, I don't I am not the I don't get to be the one that decides what's racist and what isn't because you know yes I don't know if you see I'm I'm quite white Caucasian yes I'm quite I couldn't be whiter so I understand that I don't get to be the 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 harbinger of all things racist or not racist. Sexism, that's no, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that about me. I would like to hope that we could separate the idea that perhaps someone who says anything other than Lamar Jackson is the greatest quarterback of all time from immediately assuming that person is racist. I'd just like to hope that. Now... Make it very clear. I bet there are a lot of people that are racist. I bet there are a lot of people that uh don't like Lamar Jackson that are racist. There's the goofy part about the world. I'm gonna bet there are a few people that might be Lamar Jackson fans that are also racist. That's the the where weird they where do they pay out that bet. I I don't know. I don't know exactly if you can go to like. I uh, I don't know if you can run down. Well, we don't have sports betting yet in in Maryland. Does that qualified? We're, we're still waiting yeah. on it for whatever reason. Um. A goofy way the world works, but I bet there's some of that. I I think that it was a reasonable conversation. I disagree with the premise of of the players and the coaches that said certain things to Jeremy Fowler that led to his comments. Um, of course, his comments being that that their NFL teams believe that this could be the year that they figure out Lamar Jackson. I disagree with the premise because I disagree with the notion that there's something to figure out. I I disagree in any way that's different than any other player, right? Like, when somebody is skillful, it's not a gimmick any longer. They're just particularly skilled. And so I disagree. I think that there is still this clinging from a certain amount of people to this belief or this hope that this is a gimmick, and the more that it's seen, it can be... I, I just disagree with that premise wholeheartedly. I don't agree with the premise that this is a gimmick that can be figured out. This is a transcendently talented human being.
0: If Lamar wakes up one
1: day and he runs a 4-9? Yeah, I mean, then he's probably going to be quote-unquote figured out (laughs) because the talent won't be there. In the same way that if today Josh Allen stops being able to throw a football, I bet people will figure him out because, you know, he needs to be able to throw a football.
0: Play tight end for the Jaguars.
1: You could try that. They could, they could give it a shot, although you know, he's much better at the other thing than that guy was. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with the premise. I disagreed with some of the follow-ups, and you guys obviously were dunking on. I think it's totally fine for you to dunk on You know the, the insanity of, well, what would, what would happen if you need to throw it 40 or 50 times in a game? We've been through this a billion times. That is not a good way to go about trying to win a football game. It short, has short worked for players, it yeah. has
0: worked for Ben Roethlisberger. It could work for Mahomes probably.
1: Probably. I mean we don't really we don't even have the statistics that necessarily back that. Rodgers has
0: had some pretty impressive right. 40 there, plus throws. There games. have
1: been moments where these guys could be able to do it, but overwhelmingly when a quarterback is thro- forced to throw that many times in a the game, they lose. It has overwhelmingly the statistics say that is a really bad way to go about approaching a football game. So I have no problem with you dunking on that because that didn't make sense. Now, I do think that there's somewhere between what Jeremy Fowler was trying to say and the defensiveness that we feel about Lamar Jackson where there's reason, reasonable conversation that can be had, and that was what I was attempting to do. Being unwilling to acknowledge Lamar Jackson's unbelievably high-level play at a very young age, that I'm not jumping on board with. I I pushed back significantly on the idea that Lamar Jackson took a step back last season. I pushed back on that significantly. I don't agree. I just think that the results were so absurd the season before that we've lost context. Lamar Jackson didn't take a step back. There was nothing that he did that was worse The numbers might not have been quite as prolific, although, again, he still finished with like 3,800 yards of total offense. He missed a game in there, so it almost certainly would have been over 4,000 yards of total offense. And when you keep harping on the idea that the Ravens were the worst passing offense in the league, you're not acknowledging that they're not doing the same thing. And by the way, it's the same conversation I use when we start screaming about... Greg Roman. I, I, I did this in January and in February when you wanted to flip out about the Ravens being the number 32 passing team. It's not because they're not good at it. It's because they're not trying. You are coming up with a poor measurement and it works the same way. I'll defend Not that I'm in love with Greg Roman. I think he's the greatest coordinator in the history of football. I certainly think Lamar Jackson is a more talented quarterback than Greg Roman is coordinator, but I I think they're both... There is a comparison to be made here that those of you that want to criticize Greg Roman and his offense and try to use that number 32-ranked passing offense as the way to do it are refusing to acknowledge the truth. And those that attempt to disparage Lamar Jackson by using the same statistic, we don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to say, well, it's a problem when it's Greg Roman, but it's not a problem when it's the quarterback. No, it's not a problem either way because it's not what they're trying to do. It's one thing if you're the you know, Jacksonville Jaguars and you're throwing the ball a bunch of times and you end up having the number 32. rank. The, the Ravens are not doing that. There's a reason why they had the number 32 ranked passing offense last year. Because it's not what they do.
0: Well, every other team is trending up in pass attempts, and the Ravens have That's, taken a different approach. It's very
1: simple. You don't get to hold it as an uh, evidence of failure in the Ravens' pass game. That's not what it is. Or for the Ravens' quarterback. That's not what it is. They're doing something different. And we could probably use a more hybrid statistic, a rating that, considers what Lamar does as a runner with what he does as a passer. It would be nice if there was some well, it's not only Lamar defined number. Days. No, it's a good there are plenty of other guys that would there's some defined number that could help us gauge that quarterback versus another quarterback. And I'm sure somebody would say, "Well, there is this number if you go to the I I sorry, I'm not that far into the weeds. But the traditional statistics that we have don't help us in trying to view what Lamar Jackson does. So, look, we push back. I I don't think Jeremy Fowler is a bad person. I don't think Jeremy Fowler... Frankly, again, this all, this all started with him being a reporter, which is the reason why I put him on, instead of, I don't put on loudmouths who just say nonsensical things. I put him on because he's a legitimate reporter who has legitimate sources, and that's what he was getting from his legitimate sources. So... There are other people that feel these things. I push back against them too. But I do appreciate him taking the time, and I'm going to guess that he probably won't be coming on with us again for a little while.
0: Because of the response on I'm Twitter? I'm just going to think that the. the Maybe the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, if you will. I
1: think when, the, on, on his like, I'm. Look, man, I'm not mad about it. Like, this is why we do it. Like, I just think that he's probably going to say. Not for, at least for a little while. Yeah. yeah. At least for a little I while. I exactly And by the way, it, I don't know when, right. yeah, when we would be needing him back on. But I think he would probably just sort of say, I'm, I'm not going to do that for a little while because. He'll be stay away from Baltimore for a bit. Might, might be the case. Might be the case. But it's what it is. And I, I thought, as far as the show goes, I thought it was a worthy segment. I thought the segment as a whole, no matter what you feel about what Jeremy Fowler said or one tweet, I thought the segment was good content. And it's a segment that I'm proud of. The back and forth. I'm proud of the conversation. We didn't. I'm. I'm not here to be demonstrative, but I'm not here to just simply accept answers if I don't think they're acceptable. I'm proud of the the segment of the show, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to it and and feel however you want to feel because of it. Um, I thought it was a worthy segment of doing on this show with someone who is a sourced reporter sauces sauces he has plenty of sauces so that's how i feel about that that's that's probably the last thing i need to say about it i think i don't think i need to say anything else about it I, I got plenty of i'm sorry i can't respond to all of you i'm sorry it's literally impossible i couldn't possibly go back through you know some of you clearly weren't really tweeting to me you were tweeting to jeremy fowler or tweeting into the ether or tweeting to each other throughout the day but some of you were probably tweeting to me throughout the course of the day and i'm just sorry it you know it, it's like the day that lamar jackson quote tweeted us I, it just shut down I, the, your mentions are i have no idea how any famous person ever like has oh, their mentions turn off turned off notifications on. Yeah. you say that but like the day by the way we didn't tag we we didn't the day that we did it with lamar mm-hmm. there's no way that he would have found us if he had his notifications turned off
0: well i mean that's a different like i have know, no idea how could have been somebody he's following that had
1: retweeted maybe, it or maybe i don't know it sometimes was people really, search their own name it was a yeah it was a really weird bit dude it was a really weird bit i have no idea how anyone of any significance ever has r- notifications turned on because my god it's overwhelming all right, um, so we uh, we move on to the next one. As uh, who, sa- who was on to the next one? Was that Kanye? Who was the? No, who was- it was Jay Z. On to the next one. Yeah. On to the next one. On to the next. Which which record was that on? Was probably Kingdom Come. I think it was later than that. I think it was one of the ones that I wasn't as fond of. I think I, think it, I don't remember which one it was, but it was a good one. I like that one. All right, uh, today on the program we will chat in just a few minutes with Joe Theismann. Uh, as the Ravens get ready to face the football team in their final preseason game. The, the speculation is that Lamar Jackson will play in this because the Ravens release Kenji Bahar, and you don't typically want to go into a preseason game with just one quarterback that you would play in that game. That's not something that you want to do. So all of the people that cover the Ravens seem to think that this is proof that the Ravens plan to play Lamar Jackson for at least a little bit in this game now i would push back Probably would have waited to cut kenji Bihar. I it's a I weird i get it it's a numbers game and
0: there's probably hard decisions to be made the, and, and that and, maybe and, is and one that
1: and it also could very well be that this was always the plan it could very well be that it was always the plan but in the event to that, have lamar go out there for a little bit of the third but god forbid game. and
0: then tyler huntley gets hurt well and then lamar has but, to play more but, and, but at least he's
1: dressed you would go in there at that point you would just be going in there and having him hand off like, that's all you would be doing. You would, Like, you would just at that point accept you're not doing anything else football-wise. If that unfortunate scenario were to occur, um, now, my question would be, why couldn't you just do that from, from moment one of the football game, dress Lamar Jackson in case, and just play Tyler Huntley for the entirety of the game? That would be my suggestion. But if their thought was, we, we do want to have our first team offense, and it won't Maybe won't really be that because we'll see who else is out there, well, they especially have a couple wide receivers. receivers. Yeah, do they? Um, Pro we want to have our. To today, for what it's that's worth. good. I don't think he's their first team offense. Well, though. he is right now. Well, he might very well <laughs> be right now. That's a fair point. Uh, we want to have our first team offense go out there for a couple of minutes and just do something that resembles football because it's this is the dress rehearsal game, if you will. That's not the end of the world to me as long as you're not taking any sort of risk that you don't need to take. So, not not. I'm not going to lose my mind about it. Do I think that he needs to play? By, by no stretch of the imagination. Do I think Lamar Jackson needs to be on the field on Saturday? But the thought process from those that are around the team is that he will be on the field on Saturday. We will see how that plays out. Drew Forrester will check in with us a little bit later on. And we're, speaking of golf, Paul Azinger is going to join us, of course, uh, analyst for NBC. He'll be out at Caves this weekend for the BMW Championship as well. Speaking of thighs, man... Uh, you know where good, I though. was last night? I can guess. Can I guess? I was at Glory Days Grill. I would have guessed that. Yeah, I bet you would have. You know what I was doing at Glory Days Grill? Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Eating smoky thigh wings. You know what? You would be wrong. Because I mixed it up last night and I went with the barbecue thigh wings last night. A little different. But they're still A little different. I don't know if they're smoked or not. I couldn't tell. I don't think it's the same wings just lathered in, in barbecue sauce. I didn't get the sense that was the case. Well, that wouldn't be a problem if it were. It wouldn't be a problem yeah. if they were. Uh, the only thing I'll tell you about the, the barbecue thigh wings is the sauce is so good because it's the same sauce they use for the ribs. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you've ever had ribs at Glory Days Grill, you know just how effing good that sauce is. That um, they still give you the old uh, remoulade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's unnecessary. I hear you. Now, Never what I did, a what I did, dip in a remoulot, though, you know? what I did is I enjoyed the the thigh wings, mm-hmm. and
0: then scooped the remoulade with the bone.
1: No, I went back uh, into the uh, the pantry at the house and found out the kids had some veggie straws, oh. and I took the veggie straws and I dipped those in the old Remelot. Yeah, I, I had myself an evening, I very very exciting night in the Glenn Clark mm-hmm. house. <laughs> Uh, I also enjoyed a very, berry salad uh, with grilled chicken last night. It was a great night for uh, some Glory Days Grill. Yeah, we took we did carry out last night. We I, I inferred. We, we carried it out. Yes, I imagine um, that they
0: don't keep the pantry of the Clark household in the back of Glory Days Grill. Uh, you'd be
1: surprised. You'd be surprised. Great night at Glory Days Grill. Uh, I need this remoulade to go. <laughs> yeah, right. Encourage you to um, check out your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and glorydaysgrill.com. Orioles lose again. Hey, ask me if I care. Do you care? I sure as hell don't. 19 straight losses. Uh, Shohei Otani on the mound tonight against who could possibly care for the Baltimore Orioles. Well, nobody knows either. So. Nobody knows. No, I, I, I guess this was Jorge Lopez's spot in the rotation. so they're, they're Word on the street is he hadn't been doing great in that role. No, they, they took him out. Yes. They took him out of that role. Although, who has exactly? besides John, John Means and who else? Bruce Zimmerman. Nope.
0: <laughs> well, kind of. No. Relative to everyone else. No relative to everyone else still no. he's like what is it for something here i don't know maybe that's pretty good
1: if you say so <laughs> if you say so um so the orioles uh, look i know tonight is a popular night for people to go to the ballpark because shohei otani is pitching and i don't blame me if there was a night the rest of the season where you'd want to be at the ballpark i'll be there for the avet brothers would shohei
0: through. otani walk himself you think
1: that's a very good question i my my guess would be given the depending on the circumstances yes Eight to one. I, I think the he's, third he's, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But he's a smart he's a smart guy. I think that given the circumstances, he probably would. Um they are now just two losses away from matching their record, which happens to also be the American League record for consecutive losses. So I think they could do it. Oh, I absolutely think they could do it. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Although in fairness, like I know, this would be the night, right? Yeah, of all the, yeah. this is the reverse, lo- this is the greatest reverse lock of all time, right? Yeah. It's everybody's going out to the ballpark to see the guy that's pitching for the other team. You are literally, you're not starting a pitcher. You're just going to tap somebody on the shoulder and say... The baseball gods have a sense of humor, don't they? It just, this would, of course, be the night. Mm-hmm. This would, of course, be the night. And I'm not suggesting that it's going to happen. You should bet this, it. No, I'm definitely not going to do that. I am Orioles, definitely money not line. going to do that. Not going to happen. No way. How many bets way. for
0: the Orioles on the money line have been made, do you think, this month?
1: Well, I saw... What was the number if you...
0: If you would just bet them to straight up lose... And rolled it over every night. It was night. like nearly $100,000. Right? Oh, a I think more it was... It was almost a million, I think. I think It was, like was nine hundred sixty. $960,000. As of
1: Sunday, it was a million. So I think after last night, it would have gone over a million. I don't think so. I don't think anybody's done it. But uh, I regret that. I certainly regret the fact that I wasn't the guy who did it. And then a uh, bummer uh, for those of us that are tennis fans, Serena Williams announces this morning that she has uh, pulled out of the U.S. Open, which so that means... sets up
0: Djokovic to win the Women's too. Right.
1: Correct. Normally yeah. the way that it goes. It means it'll be the first Grand Slam with no Federer, Nadal, or Serena Williams <laughs> since, since the Neolithic era. Since 1997. Since 1997, the first Grand Slam event with no Federer, Nadal, or Serena Williams, by the way, Novak Djokovic is going to play, but hasn't played since the Olympics. Like he pulled out of the Cincinnati tournament, so well, set up pretty well for Andy Roddick. Yeah, this is his moment. Great point. Great point, Cobb. This is the moment for your boy A Rod to mm-hmm. come. Th- you know, he's he's a former U.S. Open champion, so yeah. he's got. Well, he's no longer of dating J Lo,
0: so at this point, he's got a lot to focus on.
1: Name all of the former U.S. Open champions that are in the field this year. Djokovic. Well, that's one. Yes, 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 yes. there are actually. By the way, last year's U.S. Open champion, Andy Murray. Not in the field. Andy Murray will be in the field. Boom. That's two. That's two. Um, Do you know who won last year's U.S. Open? Of course I don't. Yeah. Um, He's not in the field this year. Well, let me guess. Is Medvedev a winner? Medvedev has never won a Grand Slam. Well, I knew. That's why I was guessing. Okay. Um, How old are we talking? I mean, within. I mean, (laughs) it can only be so old if they're an active player, Kyle. (laughs) There's a limit to that. Are they older or are they young though? I don't know what that means.
0: You know I know a lot about the young next you? generation of tennis uh, players. These
1: are not next gen guys. Okay. The only next gen guy that's won a US Open is Dominic Team, who won last year and who's out. Not this year. curious. hmm. As you notice, I yes, said it's he's not. N- he's not because right. he's never won a Grand Slam. Um what about it's not you know who's a former champ another former champion who's not playing? Stan Vavrenka is not playing. Well, I was gonna guess that next. Yeah. Three time Grand Slam champion.
0: Well, then the answer is... There's one is, other one. Is, it's clearly...
1: Mm-hmm. Defeated Kaney Shikori in a U.S. Open final once upon a time. Once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I believe Don't we have to call somebody, too? Yeah, so I just don't know. The answer is Marin Cilic. Marin Cilic is the only other U.S. Open champion who is in the, the men's draw. That's it. That is the entirety of the list. So a bummer that so Serena won't be playing, and sort of one step further along the sort of road to acceptance that it's Unfortunately, probably not happening for her in winning a 24th Slam, which is a bummer. All right. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win their home project for free or buy two windows and get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90-NATION or visit WindowNation.com. The scenarios are up for Would You Rather Wednesday. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio or at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Get your responses in. Uh, mixing it up a little bit today. Someone will be chosen at random who participates to win a twenty dollar gift card to Holy Free Holes right here in Hamden. Love me, some holy free holes. Um, so one of you will win twenty bucks to holy free holes just for participating in Would You Rather Wednesday. In the meantime, we, of course, as we mentioned at the top of the show, getting ready for Baltimore-Washington on Saturday, the preseason finale. Joining us now to preview the football team, he is high-level former quarterback and TV analyst for the preseason games. Our friend Mr. Joe Theismann is back with us here on GCR Joe, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. You're welcome, guys. Always good to catch up with you, too. It's great to chat with you. Uh, I just want to talk about this team because it's an interesting spot, right? Like, on on paper, I think if the, the Washington football team were in a lot of divisions, there'd be a lot of people that would say, what exactly are they doing? But given how winnable the NFC East is, And the fact that we all know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is still capable of wowing us in moments, I would assume that they probably feel about as good as anybody about their chances of making the playoffs again. I think they
2: should. Uh, You know, the schedule, obviously, when you win the division, your schedule changes and your opponents change. I mean, you know, they get a run where they get Kansas City, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay uh, in three out of four games in the middle of the season. So. Uh, And the bye actually falls in a pretty good place for them, too. I always look at where the byes fall. So if a team, if it has an early bye, that means they're going to have, you know, if they lose somebody, it's going to be tough to be able to do what they want to do. But I think Washington is positioned as a football team right now uh, with the defense they have and the additions on the offensive side of the ball uh, to be able to compete really well. I mean, if you go back to the playoff game against Tampa Bay last year, they probably played Tampa Bay as well as anybody. And a lot of it has to do with their defense. And I think they got better and stronger on that side of the ball. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's just a question to be able to compete in this division. And there is, you know, I, I think they're the best team in this division right now. But um, it'll be very interesting to see. And, and so much of it revolves, as we know, about the quarterback position. You know, having Fitz being able to, to be the guy for 16 games, which he's done before, I think is very important. And he brings a degree of leadership to this football team because they're very young behind him. And that's really what you're looking for, is you're looking for a guy who can make the plays when they have to and be the guy that sort of holds everything
1: together when it looks like it's falling apart. Are, are you at all surprised, Joe, that they didn't, you know, also draft a quarterback this year to, you know, if Fitz if were to get hurt, that's somebody that can start looking to, towards the future? Like, are you at all surprised that they kind of put all of their eggs in the Fitzpatrick basket for the season?
2: Not really. I, I think uh, Taylor Heineke. I think showed enough last year to say, okay, we believe you can be our number two. Uh, Steven Montez has gotten better as time has gone on. Kyle Fuller, you know, has been hurt, so we really don't know exactly what situation he's going to be in. Uh, but I, I'm not surprised. I, I think. I mean, if you look at our quarterback situation, if you combine the four salaries, it comes to about one third of uh, some of the other guys in this league. But I mean, I think they will look down the road you know, a year, maybe next year or the year after. But I think they made the right choice right now to bring in Fitz to be able to run this football team uh, because that's the side of the ball they're building. Defensively, I think they feel really good about where they are. They keep adding pieces offensively. Uh, they invested in the young linemen. They invested in uh, Curtis Samuel as a wide receiver, uh, even though he hasn't played much at all uh, really since in the last three months. But I, I don't. I wasn't surprised at all that they did not go after a quarterback, and I felt like it would have been too high a price to trade for somebody. You know, there were the conversations about Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's going to cost you two, three number ones. I mean, that's that's that. You know, Kevin Costner would have worked that deal in draft day. That, that's the way you look at that <laughs> one. So for me, I think it's a good decision that they made not going in that direction at this time
1: is, Joe Theismann. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Of course, uh, you can watch their broadcast here in Baltimore on Fox 45 on Saturday as uh, Washington takes on Baltimore. Joe, Antonio Gibson, um, someone who I think everybody was excited about coming out of college. We all know the talent. Um, just how good can this young man be and how involved, like how many various things do you expect him to do in this offense this season?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. Because, and, again, we have to sort of look back at last year. When there wasn't any training camp, there wasn't, there weren't any OTAs. There wasn't a mini camp. Uh, Guys just sort of came out of college and jumped right into professional football. Antonio was a very versatile back at the university of Memphis. I I live in Memphis. So I was very aware of his capabilities and his ability Um, equally as good a receiver as he is a runner. But this now the role has sort of been set for him a little bit more. JD McKissick is the, the guy that's sort of the receiving guy. And Antonio is learning how to be a running back. I mean, it's, you know, he's really, I guess you could say, in his first year of real coaching and understanding what it takes to be a running back. But he has explosive is unique. I mean, he's a bigger guy who's very explosive. So that's exciting. So I think he has a tremendous upside. I really do.
1: Uh, the, the, there's another back there that I think it might be joining us on the show a little bit later on this week and, and someone who's kind of local went to St. Vincent Pilati, I know he's more of a D.C. guy than a Baltimore guy, but I, I never really understood why teams didn't see more in Jarrett Patterson, who all he did was put up legitimately <laughs> video game numbers in college, like it was insane the numbers that he was putting up um, are, are you a little surprised that there wasn't more interest in him and do you believe that he's going to be a legitimate NFL running back?
2: I think he can be. Uh, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew is the guy that everybody sort of compares him to. You've got another quick back in Darren Sproles is another individual that you think of guys that are somewhat diminutive. You know, they're not the six foot, two hundred twenty pound guys or, or you know, five eleven, you know, one ninety five, two hundreds. You know, Jared has impressed the living daylights out of everybody, and it's not just he's an intelligent, hardworking young man. He's fun to watch. I mean, every, you know, we've done two preseason games, and he's been the player of the game for the – I mean, I'm talking to my producers and Kenny Albert, and I do the game. I'm looking at Kenny and saying, is there really any other option for us to choose somebody? Right, right. the player of the game, but it's Jared. And he showed his ability to return kicks last week against uh, Cincinnati. So I'm, I'm excited for him. He's a terrific young man, and, uh, you know, I think he, he'll bring a lot to this football team. He's one of those guys, and it seems like every preseason – we find somebody who's going to be able to make the football team. As a matter of fact, with this game coming up against Baltimore, what is interesting is in all my years of doing preseason games, the one thing I've always noticed is in the last preseason game, somebody catches a coach's eye and makes the roster. Now, I think Jared did that a little sooner than the last game, but this is going to be a tremendous opportunity for guys both on, you know, trying to make the Ravens as well as the Washington football team to be able to show their skills and their ability sure. uh, because they'll play a lot. It's not going to be like, oh, I've got four plays to show what I have to do. You're going to get an entire football game to show what you're capable of doing. And to me, you know, that's where the evaluation process is going to be tough. And there's a lot of good players on the Washington football team. I mean, they're deep at corner. They're deep at wide receiver.
1: We haven't even mentioned Chase Young, by the way. We haven't even brought up Chase Young's name who might – might prove to be yeah. one of the best young defensive players in the entire sport. <laughs> I think he is, to yeah. be honest with you. I, yeah.
2: And you know what's really funny? He's Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, but he only had seven and a half sacks. Right. Now, that, I, I've, normally, you know, we're driven by numbers so much in, in every category of sport, but seven and a half sacks doesn't tell you that you could be Rookie of the Year. But he was so dominant in so many other ways. And that, to me, uh, you know, speaks to the volume. But, I mean, you've got the four number ones, and every one of them play like a number one in front.
0: So when you talk about the, the, the defense over there at Washington, I mean, obviously Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, jump off the page, Kendall Fuller. Um, is, is, would you describe their linebacking core and their safeties as underrated, or, or is there still room for improvement, you think, among those groups?
2: I think there's always room for improvement. I think the linebackers will be the one with, you know, with Bostick, uh, Holcomb and, uh, you know, Jamin Davis, you basically have the three, but then they can have nine, nine linebackers on a roster. How many linebackers do you keep? Eight right. or nine. I think all of them have a chance of making this football team. And when it comes to the linebacker position, and I believe, you know, the wide receiver position, the wide receiver position you look at contributing to special teams as return people um, or dynamos when it comes to covering kicks. Uh, linebackers are the same way. That's, you know, their value as a backup is as important on special teams as it is to the overall concept of the defense. I think our safety position is a little bit uh, underrated. I think Landon's had a heck of a camp. He's come back uh, really looking great off his Achilles. Cam uh, Curl is just a terrific young football player. And then, of course, Bobby McCain comes in from Miami where he did a heck of a job down there. Miami had a heck of a defense. So, I mean, you've got great versatility. And Troy Apke. Uh, Who played safety a lot has moved over to corner, which makes that situation a little more muddled. So you have versatility in the backfield when it comes to the secondary, which you know I think every coach likes. You like to be able to take a corner who can cover the slot. You know you can move Kendall down inside uh, if you need to, but then Troy has that ability to do it as well. And then you go to the other side. You look at a guy like Dak Mills, for example. Uh, Mills, the kid uh, out of BYU. You know, he has the ability to be able to play the slot. He's a bigger receiver, which we don't normally see in slot receivers, but he has the ability to be able to do that. So one of the things Ron really sought in this particular offseason and through the draft was versatility and competition. I think he's created both of them.
1: Joe, before I let you go, there's expectation here in Baltimore that Lamar Jackson will play a little bit on Saturday because they, they cut their third quarterback. And you typically don't just want to have one quarterback for an entire preseason game. So there's some thought up this way that we're going to see a little bit of Lamar. Um, I know we've talked about Lamar in the past. They're, they're, it's unbelievable. We're, we're three years in and there are still people like there was a, a Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported that he's spoken to NFL sources who believe this is the year that teams figure out Lamar Jackson. That's a that's a quote. Um, and And we're all befuddled by it. Are you how surprised are you by the fact that here we are three years into this? All the dude has done is play really good football and win. And yet there are still people that somehow want to believe that this isn't real, or this can't work, or this is just a flash in the pan, or something along those lines.
2: Let me, let me, let me, just, let me just draw a scenario from an Olympic standpoint. Has anybody figured out how to stop Usain Bolt from running? Uh,
1: no, they never, they never did figure okay. I mean, they, I guess he retired, never, and that's how they, they figured it out. Yeah, they never quite <laughs> oh. figured
2: that one out. It's the same thing with Lamar. You, you know, you, you don't, <clears throat> the thing, it, it, all, it all really rests on his shoulders to be able to protect himself and be able to play all the games that are necessary. I've, I've said this time and time again. The number one responsibility of the quarterback position is to make yourself available to play in practice. That way you get better. I think Lamar, uh, because of his athleticism, puts himself in situations sometimes where he does become vulnerable. There is that situation where he might find himself awkwardly you know, being hit or something and have an issue. But um, I, I, you, you just – how do you – how do you adjust to it? It's like Michael Vick. How do you adjust to speed? I mean, if you're a defensive lineman, do you rush up the field as a defensive lineman, or do you sort of try and rush to the depth of where he is to contain him? He creates mental problems for defenses and defensive coordinators. If we go after him and miss him, it's 50 yards. If we go after him and, and do something like that, you, you know, I mean, you just, you, you, you sit there and go, what do we do with him? You know, and people would say before you keep Lamar in the pocket. You've got a chance to be able to stop this offense. But when you look at his touchdown interception ratio and his completion percentage, that's not true either. Right. I, I think he's a tremendous weapon when it comes to the quarterback position. And I don't think anybody's going to figure him out this year. I don't think anybody's ever going to figure him out. The only way, the only way you're going to figure him out is if he ever slows down. Sure. Then, then he'll have to sort of revert basically into a pocket, pocket guy. But other than that, uh, no, I, I I do not agree with that at all. This is not (laughs) a year where anybody's going to figure him out. I think he's a tremendous football player, and you know we'll continue to get better. And, And the other thing is too is, I wanted to say this before. In the last four drafts, just as an example, the Baltimore Ravens, other than Hollywood Brown, have been just searching for wide receivers. Yep. I mean they they've taken eight wide receivers in the last four drafts. Eight trying to find somebody who they can work outside with. I mean, you know, it's basically it's a run the football tight end based offense. And if one of the t- something happens to the tight ends, it, it it becomes more difficult. Maybe this is the year they find the formula and they, you know, you you have the, the young man out there to compliment
1: uh all shot bait, Hollywood. right I, and by the way we, look i i hope the same but i also think it's a testament to how good lamar jackson is the head he hasn't had julio jones he hasn't had Devonte adams he hasn't had and yet look at look at where we are i i i'm i'm befuddled joe when people try to knock this young man all right um you've done so much in the world of men's health uh joe is there anything that we can plug for you before uh we, we wrap up with you here today
2: well, one of the things, one of the companies I've been working with is a company called Medliminal. You can look it up online: m e d l i m i n a l dot com. What we do is we examine your medical bills. There's a team of experts that look at the medical bills. They figure out. I mean, and I'll say this to anybody out there, even if you're a doctor, maybe you don't know what you're being billed for, and so you wind up with this bill and what Medliminal wants to do is help you understand what are the charges and charges that are valid, some that may not necessarily be that way, but just to be able to have someone as looking over your shoulder to make sure that you're being charged properly for what needs to be done is a company that I'm really excited about helping people. And it's it really for businesses, because, you know, if you have a business and you're paying healthcare costs, you want to be able to, to save money if you can. You want to be able to pay what you need to, but you don't want to overpay. And love, that's what Medliminal does.
1: I love that. I love that uh, Medliminal. And always go get go get yourself checked. Go get make make sure you know you're 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 getting. You know what your PSA is. Make sure, man, you're thinking about that as well.
2: Absolutely, and then and women. I mean, yeah, sure. You know, I got a, I have a birthday. I'm not gonna tell you how old I am actually. I will with, I'm 37. Hey, here, so. Happy
1: birthday, Joe. Happy birthday. So I want to tell you, you look phenomenal. Thanks. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, wait till wait til Saturday night. You're going to do an evaluation, okay? That'll be fair. But, uh, you know, I think everybody, you know, just make sure, in this, in this day and age especially, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and, uh, you know, do what you need to do to protect yourself because uh, we'll get through this. We just don't know when.
1: At Theismann7 on Twitter is how you follow him. Joe Theismann, it's always a pleasure. Always appreciate you taking the time for us. Enjoy the game Saturday night. Let's talk again real soon, all right? Let's... Absolutely, guys. Take care. Bye. The great Joe Theismann, uh, always appreciate him taking some time for us here on GCR. He kills it every time we have him on. Uh, would you rather Wednesday scenarios are up? We'll try to get to those as the show goes on. we got a lot to do today. I was just thinking that Forrester will probably want to stick around when he finds out that Paul Azinger is coming on. It's just fine if that's what he wants to do. I just... I didn't I didn't consider that beforehand. Um today's show is also brought to you by Mobile 1. Mobile 1 full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center, ask for Mobile 1. I kind of did the Baltimore thing there. I kind of said, "Oh. I, I don't normally I don't normally do that, but I just caught myself there. It's, you know, I I all, I I very rarely have a Baltimore accent come out, but I felt it a little bit in that moment." All right, Drew's going to join us next. We'll play some Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll talk to him about the BMW, and he's going to the Orioles game tonight because he's crazy. Well, I mean, Shohei Otani, that's the reason. Talk about all that stuff next. Glenn Clark
0: Radio sports and social maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at live casino and hotel we take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100 foot media wall 47 foot big screen 40 hd tvs extensive beer selection big eats in venue gaming bowling and more the perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers we're raising the sports bar at sports and social maryland come see for yourself book your table now at sportssocialmd.com that's sportssocialmd.com here in,
2: watch out
1: for the first time the pga tours fedex cup playoffs is coming to maryland the top 70 players in the world converge on kays valley golf club for the 2021 bmw championship august 24th through 29th 2021 Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the
0: playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today.
1: The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Redefine your
0: skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID 19 response to natural and man made disasters. Visit goarmy.com forward slash Baltimore.
1: Hey everybody, this is Chris ruling at Great 8s
2: memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest
1: Baltimore football signing in over three years.
2: The Purple Takeover is coming to its millennial fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe away, Big Country Bank Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at greathsmemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8 memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand. Carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast.
1: Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, The chance to win free, top of the line, energy efficient Window Donation windows installed by experts with over 15 years experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for Two full years. Call 866-90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Party with the Flock at the Ravens'
0: Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens' vision boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. URL.
2: You are listening to Glen Clark Radio at
0: All
1: right, back in here on GCR. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. or c3america.com for your free analysis. Of course, C3 brings you the Stan the Fan shows each and every week. And if you missed it earlier this week, Stan and Ross Grimsley caught up with the great Johnny Bench, the Hall of Famer. You can find that right now, facebook.com slash sports or pressboxonline.com. Of course, uh, Stan and Ross uh, had Johnny Bench on this show i'd say we've done even better than that right like because they get johnny bench but we get drew Forrester, who joins us now here on gcr hello okay hello hello hi how are you
3: i'm waiting for somebody to come and do some work on my house so if he comes i i gotta good
1: good good this is
3: i gotta get lucy to go let him in
1: okay i I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Hi, how are you, pal? Everything going on? Happy anniversary to you. Thank you. What's happening? Everything is good. Everybody good? Yes. How long are we gonna do? We're gonna do five minutes of hi, how are you? Is that what we're gonna to do today? What's going on in your world? You've been doing Drew's Morning Dish for for how long? For seven years. Seven years, isn't that amazing? Uh, 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 kinda. It's kind of amazing. I mean, right. I, I, I guess if, if nothing matters, it kind of is amazing. Uh, what are you doing to celebrate? Going to see uh, Shohei Otani tonight. Yeah, I, so I, I can't. I, I wish I could join you. I can't. I got a meeting today. Um, you're you're you are going to a Baltimore Orioles game.
3: I know. Well, not really. I'm going to a Los Angeles Angels game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, did did it matter to you it needed to be a game he was pitching that you needed yeah, to go? It's see? the only way. I
3: yeah, I just want to go see him pitch.
1: Okay. So if like he hadn't pitched this series, you wouldn't have gone I mean, to the game. He's also going to hit though. It's not
0: like it's not I problem. understand Correct. that,
1: but you I would wouldn't. not have
3: gone. I would not have gone unless he pitched.
1: Why is that?
3: I don't know why. I just feel like you get double your money. <laughs> If like I'm going to spend sixty bucks on two tickets, I want to see. Wait, wait! A...
1: You spent sixty bucks on two tickets?
3: Well, sixty-six. They're thirty-three each. How?
1: How? There's got to be. I mean, I've seen the internet. There's got to be tickets cheaper than that. It's...
3: Oh well, there's there are, but I just don't feel like. You know, twenty years ago, I would have bought a twelve dollars seat and snuck down and fought with those people. I just don't feel like doing they, that.
1: Anymore. They kick you out for that. Someplace. Yeah, 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 like
3: yeah. I, yeah. I, I, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go down there and. You know, I'll buy two tickets and I'll go sit in the seats and uh, and I will not want to worry about getting yelled at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wish. It's called
3: maturity.
1: Oh, yeah? <laughs> Who was the oh, guy that no. tried to pull this off at Yankee Stadium a few years ago? Well,
3: that was not my fault. No. You were
1: there. No, that wasn't your fault. No. <laughs> that wasn't entirely your idea. Well, scooting down, you mean? Yeah.
3: Well, that was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> but not getting, but getting caught, getting yelled at uh, by yeah, police okay. was not my <laughs> that idea. That wasn't
1: your idea. Fair. Fair. Yeah, that wasn't your idea. And dude, it wasn't mine. You got to admit,
3: though. We made we made uh we made me made 6 innings into that thing.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> they didn't get us out of that stadium for quite some time. Before
3: the one guy finally said, yeah, "All right, we reached
1: the end of the line." <laughs> you
3: guys, I've been watching this now for about 40 minutes. Right. So here's the deal. I want guys
1: I want to you I see your supervisor.
3: Right. <laughs> <True> <laughs> I said that 3 times. <laughs> and here's the amazing part. Yeah. I said it to the first guy totally expecting that guy to say
1: nope <laughs> dude, I'm, not,
3: yep. I'm the supervisor correct he said no problem yep. i'll get it
1: yep went and got him and
3: then that dude wandered over after uh, an inning and i said do you even want to hear our side of the story yep. he said no, do not you guys have got to go i said no i want to see your supervisor <laughs> he said I can make that happen for you. Yep. And I looked at you. I'm like, "This is the greatest gig." We're still doing it.
1: Yeah, we're still doing it. We're still here. Inning
3: and a half later, his supervisor came over. Yep. And I said, "I need to see your supervisor." Yep. And that guy said, said, "You you can. He's the mayor."
1: Yep. That's correct. That's how the entire. That's when the cop
3: finally came over and said, "Look, I've been watching you guys now for about 40 minutes. It's over. I I get it. And you guys have done a pretty good job. You got to go now. Because if you don't go now," Where you wind up going, you're not going to like.
1: No doubt. No and I, and I doubt. could
3: tell in the in the tone of his voice and the friendly twinkle in his eye, he was serious. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were. We were. <laughs> we were getting booked. We yeah. were a few seconds away right. from showing up on a police blotter. Yeah. All right. I
3: want to see your supervisor.
1: You're going to play with with uh, you going to the baseball game in mind. You're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday with me. I'm going to give you number two. Would you rather have spent the last decade as an Angels fan watching the most transcendent players in baseball every night but always being 500, or as a Rays fan watching playoff success and good players but they're constantly traded away. Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I know. That's where where Um, I went with it. Yeah. Boy, that is a good one.
3: I, I guess I would... Oh, man. What have the Rays done? They've been to two two World Series? Not in,
1: in the last decade, only last year's. The one before that was oh. does not count the last decade.
3: Okay, yeah. It just feels like baseball is so irrelevant down there, whereas at least in L.A., and I get it. Like the Dodgers are number one. I mean, the the Angels are probably, other than the Chargers, they're probably the least followed franchise in L.A.
1: Yeah, it's right? pro- it's probably the 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 Ducks, Chargers, and Angels that are. There. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Ducks. Yeah.
3: Um But at least it's relevant in L.A., right? You know, um, I, I might say I'd rather be an Angels fan. Interesting. I, I don't know. Just feels like nobody in Tampa cares.
1: For what it's worth, when I came up with this question, I was unaware. I, like, I've just convinced myself the Rays have been really good this entire time. They were like three, been good For
3: the last five years. There were
1: three years in there where they stunk. Like, yeah, there yeah, were yeah, three yeah. years in there where they were no good. Now yeah, like, like 11, 12, and 13, they
3: weren't very good, were they?
1: No, 11, 12, and 13, they were really good. And oh, then they were? It was, it was 14, 15, 16. Oh,
3: okay. They weren't. Okay. And even yeah, like I mean, in
1: 15, they were 500. But like in 14, okay. 15, 16, they weren't good. So, well, like. They're,
3: we know what they feel like because we're not going to be 500 this year. No,
1: not not quite. R- really close. Really close. is going to fall a little bit here's short.
3: Here's the deal now, right? I mean, unless something entirely crazy happens, they're not going to win 50
1: games. Well, right, but i that's not all that surprising to me. That's oh, really not all that 50 surprising. 50 games is surprising. You keep saying that, man. That's just not going to surprise me all that. 20 much. games ago, they had 38 wins. I understand that. They lost 14 straight earlier in the year. Like, this was always possible, man. But
3: 20 games ago...
1: I understand.
3: If, if they would have just gone 8-12 and 12 in, the, you, in these 20... But, okay,
1: I don't understand. Your, you've always been obsessed with this. You have always been obsessed with, can they get to a certain win number? And that just doesn't... Once you're bad, you're bad. I don't care. But I,
3: I want to see them improve.
1: But, okay, that this is fascinating to me. Why? Why? What? What is, and I don't so know, it improve it. I guess it what it, I would it, say, waste Im- of time. improve upon what? What are they improving upon?
3: The last season and the season before. Okay, and but,
1: the season but we, last season wasn't really a season, so it's very difficult in okay. order to do that. But
3: it, but it was, but it wasn't. I get it. They were 25 and 35. How about that? They played 60 games last year and won 25 of them. Yeah, but
1: I think we we're, we're all kind of realizing that had that continued, had there been a full season, they wouldn't have really been a team that was only no, taking games gonna under No, they were going to win
3: 75 games. Right. But anyway, I want to just see them get better. And I don't feel like I mean this is this pitching is it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Right.
1: I understand that, but we knew that.
3: It's worse than you ever thought it would be. Uh, not me. Yes.
1: No, I'm telling you, yes. not me. This is go the, go back to the beginning of the year and let's have this conversation again. There's In no, no way world. you
3: thought this pitching staff would be They had
1: areas. one pitcher. To be fair,
0: like eight plus ERA is a little worse than like a five five ERA, which Come is probably on, where I thought they would settle around. I mean, I you know what I, I, I mean. Like I, to have as many pitchers as they have I, with an I eight spent, plus ERA. I spent
1: every day at the beginning of the year saying they have one pitcher on their roster. Not if I'm being honest with bullpen,
3: you, their bullpen arms initially were uh, decent, you, They ran, but if you, okay. if you want me to say that gas.
1: I think that I, I'm surprised by how bad the bullpen has been, I thought there might be a little bit more major league talent in the bullpen. Maybe I'll give you that, but that's it's marginal. Like it. This is about what I expect now. It, if there's a disappointment for me, it has nothing to do with the pitching. I, th- I did not expect the pitching. This is what I thought the problem was going to be. I think the offense has actually been a little bit of a disappointment. Who would to you me. have
0: expected to be better offensively?
1: I, I would have expected a more consistent year from Ryan Mountcastle. I get that he's come around now. Like I get that, that we're now back on the aboard the Ryan Mountcastle train, but I would have expected a more consistent season. If you want to say the trade off is I didn't expect anything like this from Cedric Mullins, sure, of course. I didn't expect anything like this from Cedric Mullins. But I absolutely expected more consistency for Ryan Mountcastle, and I would have liked to have thought there might have been one other young player who would have yeah, such taken young player that would have taken advantage of the opportunity that was given to them, and we haven't gotten that at all. But who
0: are, I don't I guess I don't see, other than Austin Hayes... Right, Austin I mean, Hayes would
1: probably be the prime candidate right. to have been that guy. DJ Stewart
0: would have been maybe an outside chance. I mean, I guess you could say you're disappointed in Santander, right? Uh, definitely. There's no right.
1: question that you have to be disappointed in Santander.
0: But all things considered, I think that with Mullins and what he did, I think it's still,
1: no matter what, a net neutral offensively. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs for sure. We're splitting hairs for sure. I just don't understand. I don't. Is Drew still there? I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm
3: listening uh, to you guys. I mean, I, I, I'm just... I'm getting paid either way. I don't care what no, you
1: Well, doing. I got bad news about that. I didn't mean to tell you. I got some really bad news about that. Not again. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I, frankly, Matt Harvey had was better than I thought he was going to be this season. Because right. he actually had but five.
3: He made the whole year as a shock.
1: Correct. Like, he had five redeemable starts in there, and I would have never bet that. More happened. than that.
0: Five in this half of the season. Yeah, correct.
1: Like, I would have never bet that being the case. Like, I a one thousand percent believe that this team was going to be completely a disaster because of the pitching, because there was one major league pitcher that I could think was on the roster. It's
3: a shame that this Mullins kid doesn't have an arm, or or he would be a
1: oh, a, you, an I, mean, tool guy, I, mean? I, I thought you were trying to make him a pitcher know, for I a was, second. No, right. I'm
3: saying I'm just using him like <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim Abbott had a better arm than Mullins. No, you're not like, wrong.
0: He's
1: not. He's he got a better arm than Johnny Damon. Okay, that's Ooh, not that's not a good maybe, bar. But, yeah, but that ain't saying much. That ain't much of a bar. That ain't much yeah, of a bar but whatsoever. I mean, that's
3: like saying David Lee Rawls is more drunk than Steven Tyler. <laughs> but, like, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay, I got to think about but it. it uh,
3: but uh, Mullins would be a, and I mean, that Stewart kid, that I know they're going to bring him back and he'll run around again next year. That kid stinks and they have no business playing him. So, I mean, they, they, they should just throw Hayes in there and let him play all the time.
1: Or McKenna. And that's fine. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't have I don't have much in the way of expectations for him. I don't either. Either. I mean, but ultimately, he's why not, not just? Yeah,
0: he's actually been hitting the cover off the ball since he went back down to Norfolk.
1: Okay, but well, of course, <laughs> great. So with DJ Stewart, he went back down. To they Norfolk. They all do that. Yeah, right. I mean, like, how about the Yankees? It doesn't mean anything? What about them? Why They've won about eleven them? in a no. run. Okay, screw him.
3: Yeah. What do you yeah mean? how about I mean, they're out of nowhere, right? They were. 63. Yeah, they
1: were. They were dead. They were. They were dead. Yeah, most of
0: my parts are getting positive contributions from Nestor oh, Cortez. Nestor
1: Cortez, and who's the other guy? Uh, there, everybody, uh, Andrew Velazquez. I don't remember anything about that dude. I remember um, nothing about
0: him. I remember there being a Velazquez on the Orioles once.
1: Andrew Velazquez. I remember. Velazquez n- is the left-handed kid, right?
0: Yeah, he was the Rule yeah, Five he, pick for the Orioles
1: last year.
3: He stunk when he was here. Most yeah. Nestors stink.
1: Andrew Velazquez spent, was claimed by the Orioles on waivers on February 19th. He slashed 159, 274, 206 with no home it. runs and three RBI. Going to the playoffs. Chris Davis. It's it's not even Chris Davis.
3: Like, Speaking of Chris Davis. Anthony Rizzo looks like Chris Davis in New yeah, York. Yeah, it's not good.
1: It ain't good. Andrew Velazquez this year. Let's not oversell. Now, that he's only hitting 244. I don't know why everybody's all hot and bothered about Andrew Velazquez. Let's okay. not oversell that. Um, all right, so this is the only issue that I have when you do this. Like, they're not even going to get the 50 wins. The, the national media types, the buster onlys of the world who just want to, every other day, send a tweet out about the Baltimore Orioles and how bad they are, which, of course, we all know they're very bad. I'm befuddled by the notion that somehow it would be good for the Orioles to be 8 wins better than this. That like the problem is the depths of how bad they are. I that I, I'll never get that. I'll never in my life understand the obsession with yeah but you should really only be 15 games under 500. That's the worst thing you could be in sports is a few games under 500. That doesn't do anything to help you.
3: I mean, you and I have talked about this so much. It's, we just are going to disagree on it philosophically. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I do. I understand the whole draft concept. I get it. I understand. Everybody wants to finish in the last place so they get the first pick. Like I, I, I totally get it. But
1: no, I, I want to make this very clear. It. I'd much rather be a good baseball team.
3: I've always said this. That nothing good comes from losing. It builds but, terrible habits. It's, it's just. But when you're 15
1: None. games under 500, you're still losing,
3: I, I and nothing good comes from that. But losing, but winning 73 games is far better than winning 53. I, games. I, I, you'd have to in those f- 20 games that you won, someone or two or three people contributed. Contrib- just this is very similar to golf in that if you're seven over with four holes to go and you think you're, you know, you think your day is done and you know you're not going to win. You could still make three birdies out of the last four and, holes, and and, and
1: and as we do when we do. Would you rather wins? So if I could get that with a guarantee that the players that were performing were players that yeah, mattered, I'd right. take that. like for the twenty twenty three Orioles, seventy two wins is better. I, right? In what I, world? I, in what world would it have helped the Orioles if Matt Harvey and Mike Halfranco would have had exceptional seasons all year long, and that helped them the get to seventy? Bait. No, all year long they don't get traded. They accept exceptional seasons, and that helps them get to seventy five wins.
3: I don't know what to say to that, other than I just would like to see the team win. I think right now, and I've and I'm I'm going to change my path a little on this. I think they're going to have to think about not bringing back the manager.
1: You know, I I kind of assumed that until we talked to Connolly the other day, and Connolly said that his understanding is that they've either already extended him and just not made it public, or that they're or not definitely extended but picked his up. picked his option up is what I mean um or that they're if not they're definitely going to do it.
0: And
3: I do understand and I you know and I've written this and I've said this to you and anyone else I've talked to about it like I totally get it that it's really difficult to make. People always say to me and they say to you I'm sure like just dude any good as a manager and I think well, we how, all have How would I know? Role. Right. We all have the same response like we don't know because we all haven't right. seen him do any real managing with any <clears throat> with any real baseball players. But ah, man if they flatline here and win 47 games or 46 games, I, I just don't know how you bring it back. I mean, I guess here, here I, I guess if we were sitting around in a think tank over there at Oriole Park, we would be saying, "Dude, nobody's coming to the games anyway. No one's even paying attention to the team." If you walk through Towson Town Mall and said, "How are the Orioles doing?" Half the people aren't going to know. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm making a, I'm making an excuse, not an excuse, but I'm building a case for him to say. You're going to fire him? No one even knows the team – no one cares.
1: Well, but I think it even goes a step beyond that. But
3: I, I wonder if the players – I just wonder if the players respect him when they only win 46 or 47 games, knowing what we all know about players, which is the general rule of thumb of most professional athletes is it's never my fault.
1: Okay. We're losing,
3: but it ain't my fault. Right, correct. I, so I just don't know if next March – when he comes running around back in in Sarasota and starts firing people up and giving fist bumps and pinching guys on the rear end, I just don't know if I don't, I think they look at him and go, "Aren't you the dude that was a manager last year when we won 47 well, games? And and
1: there is another step beyond that, which is if all you're doing is picking up his option, then you're not saying you're not committing to him. And so on top of that, they show up. Not only you're the guy that's never won anything, but on top of that, you're the guy who's not going to be around. Like, if you're not giving him an extension, if all you're doing is picking up his option... He's then, delaying the inevitable. Right. So then, like, if you're a young player coming up through the system and the guy's trying to get you to do something different than what you've done before, wouldn't your response be, dude, you're not even really the manager here. You're just the guy that's here until they find the guy.
3: Well, you, you know, you're, you're famous for talking about this in football season, and I 1 million percent agree with you. Like, if the... I mean, recruiting, college recruiting, goes the same way, right? That's the age-old argument about why college basketball and football coaches always go into the ad two years ahead of time and go hey i need another four years i can't go into these living rooms and tell these kids to come with me for four years when i only have two so i i get it i just and i am you know i am i guess switching tracks a little on this guy because you know three months ago i said he hasn't done anything to warrant being dismissed or not being retained but I did not expect this to happen. And I just, I don't know, man, how you would sell the, the, I don't know how you sell. I don't know how you sell. I'll just leave it at that period in the off season, When this dude's back as the manager and they won forty seven games, I I don't
1: know. I hear you, and I, you know, I I, I give you credit because you talk about the stench of losing. I think it's a thing, and again, there's, I, this is one hundred
3: percent a thing. This
1: is, I mean, this isn't, but this isn't easy because the answer is they're not going to. be You know how
3: hard it is to lose. Honestly, I mean, we joke around about this, but it it, it is the truth. Do you know how hard it is to lose nineteen games in a row?
1: No, it's it's extraordinarily hard. That you don't accidentally have a game in which you just. (laughs) you're just good you know like i i completely the other get team
3: it. Right. went out late on saturday night you telling me the braves didn't go out late saturday night party in Baltimore, wake up with a hangover sunday morning and go yeah, you know what yeah who cares yeah already right? nine in a row. like they're the orioles can't win even when the other team doesn't care no, it's remarkable it's the
1: reality that's the reality of what we're dealing with alright we're into hour number two of the show Drew Forrester is with us DrewsMorningDish.com today's show is also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia they're gonna have Baltimore football stars a past, present, and future out at the Maryland State Fair go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com to find out more about the Purple Takeover and how you can meet the likes of Ronnie Stanley and Adafe Owe and Hollywood Brown and Lenny Moore and Ben Cleveland and so many more than that again GreatEightsMemorabilia.com uh by the way, um Paul Azinger is joining us in about fifteen minutes. Um do you, do you wanna stick around and talk to Paul Azinger or do you wanna go?
3: Um I I, I don't care. I mean if you can make it work. Uh, yeah, we can make it. it work.
1: That's you would you would still be on. That's when we have phone guests. If you want to stick around and talk to Paul Azinger, we'll let you stick around and talk to Paul Azinger. Um tell me okay. tell me how give me your your two cents on how much this matters this weekend.
3: Uh, what the um, father son tournament? At yeah, Eagles yeah it's a
1: big one. I know you and Ethan getting the the a major. Yeah, right. The right.
3: major at Eagles. Network. Yeah, right. Ethan's playing well. <laughs> um, well, I think it's significant. It, yeah, you know, I guess I would say this though. The one thing I would say, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my computer sorted out. i want to look good for raising her. Um,
1: I don't think he, he can't see you just for the record. Uh, he's on the phone. Tell him I look
3: good today. Yeah, um, I'll do that. Here's the thing, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to dance around your question, and I'm not trying to throw shade on the event. Like, there is really only one facility in Baltimore that can host something like this. You know, golf course-wise, Baltimore Country Club could host a golf tournament of this magnitude just from the standpoint of making the golf course difficult enough to challenge them. They would still kill it. The best players at BCC are shooting four under from the back keys at on the East course. I mean, the the best parts in the world would eat it up. But again, from a standpoint of just the golf course, there's only two golf courses in Baltimore that could really present the challenge of this magnitude and caves and BCC are those two. And from a facility standpoint, I don't think BCC could handle it. So the only place to go is caves. Mm -hmm. It's the only place that can, that can, that can handle it. So it, it's not like Philly, where Philly has four, probably maybe even more in that in that corridor of Philly and the New Jersey part that's kind of al- almost considered Philly. Philly's got a bunch of different places that let's just pretend because they did have this event at Arana Mink three or four years ago. They they if it didn't work at Arana Mink, they could always go to Marion, and if it didn't work at Marion, you know, it didn't work at Marion, they could always go to Philly Cricket Club, and if it didn't work there, like we don't have that option here. So it has to work over these next four days. It has to work if they have any hope of either, A, having this event come back somewhat regularly or having a PGA championship. I, I, I don't know that the setup is really conducive for U.S. Open. It probably is a little more, honestly, a little more of a setup for like a PGA championship or even maybe a, a world, one of those WGC events. So it has to work there's no other place in baltimore for it to work but but here um the good news is all of the pre-tournament stuff uh, has been extraordinarily well received from a sales standpoint the pro am sold out in 45 minutes um, the tickets are really scarce, if not all gone.
1: There are still a couple left. BMWChampionship.com, by the way, in order okay, to get yours. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. There, D- but yes, many- it's correct. It's, it's no, limited at this point. Yep. Not
3: many left. Um, I, I don't – I mean, I obviously, ingress and egress out there when you're just driving around and going out to play the golf course isn't difficult at all. But it isn't the easiest place to get to with an event like this. And I would say that that's probably – if there's any challenge they face in terms of PR, that that might be it. How quickly can they get people from the the out, outside parking lots into the venue? Is it gonna take 30 minutes from the Padonia swim, swim Club or is it gonna take an hour? And and I think that, especially when you're on a bus in the middle of summer, that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you if you are a patron. Um, so anyway, I, I, I think it's very, very important I think they're at the right place. Um, Dennis Satisher and his staff are, you know, world-class at this. Uh, the field, this is by far the, I mean, I think it's the best event to have. It's like the Preakness. So you, you've gotten rid of the 60 guys from last week who didn't sort of kind of matter. And now you got the best 70, Whereas opposed to next week in Atlanta, you're only going to have the best 30 and 10 of those are going to be Charlie Hoffman that you don't, necessarily care all that much about so this is a great event and i i think the only thing left now is to see how the golf course stands up and what the player because it does matter what the players think about there's no doubt at the if the players play it and don't like it or don't like the or don't like the experience that definitely sure matters.
1: sure i don't disagree. I, I, i'm I,
3: telling you i got home now the pga tour and the usga are totally different but i got home Monday afternoon, my phone, I got an extraordinarily lengthy, um, uh, very well thought out survey from the USGA about, specifically about Omaha Country Club and the event itself. Um, 40 questions, 35 or 40 questions, took me 20 minutes to finish it. Mm -hmm. Like they really, the USGA really wanted to know about the golf course and the playability and how, where we, you know, where we stayed and how easy it was it to get in. And do we like the practice facility? Do we like the food? Do we like the training room? Like very extensive. And they do the same thing with these guys. So it's really important that the golf course holds up well. And first blush over the last couple of days, they like it. You know, I was at an event last night at Martin's West for FCA and Stuart Sink and Kevin Streelman and Webb Simpson and Russell Henley were all there and spoke glowingly about it. Okay. Um, but that's four guys out of seven. Yeah, sure, right. Um, I don't think there's any doubt. The tour is looking for scoring and birdies. They the rough is not very long. Um, golf course is in great shape. But this they did not put this golf course together to hamper these guys. I mean, seven or eight or ten under is not going to win. This is a this is very similar. No, but to I mean, last
1: like week. last week, yeah, they went twenty under it, to win. It, right, it's very similar. Sixteen.
3: Right. The low end of this thing would be 16 under and the high end would be 24 under. I mean, yeah. I could, I could see either one of those scores winning, but my guess is something in between there is going to win in the 20 under range The par fives. Kepka yesterday hit a six iron into that 550 yard uphill par five on the back. Um, 13, uh, 12, 13, right. 12, sorry. It's the other way around. Uh, one, two, three, four. He hit, he a six iron into a 550-yard uphill hole. Like, it's insane how far these guys hit it, and the golf course is moving. It's fast, which is what they want. So um, there's a lot riding on these next four days and a lot of moving parts. And if one of the moving parts goes bad, you know, the other three or four parts have got to make up for it. That's the thing.
1: So, you know, that's, so, all right, Hang right, two things real quick. I, I want to remind everybody, not only can you go to BMWChampionship.com for whatever tickets are remaining for the weekend, but they also want everybody to know, uh, make sure you pre-purchase. Drew was talking about the parking situation. Make sure you have pre-purchased parking passes over at Metro Center in order to get on the shuttle and get over there, or plan a, a ride share in order to get there. You can find out more by going to BMWChampionship.com. Honestly, that's the
3: best way to do it. I hate to take money out of their pocket but the best way to do it is to have someone drop you off cuz you, you you literally get dropped off right across the street.
1: Um I yeah, I mean that's that is certainly That's the best way to do it. So so let me let me uh, twofold. One, let's say everything goes well, right? Like everything goes well, everybody's happy, we come Monday and all all's good. What does that mean? What's the reality? Like is the reality that they immediately start to look for a date um, in order to, to to come back or is the reality like man we'll file it away and you know what, maybe five, five eight years from now we might see golf again in, in Baltimore at, at this level?
3: I, I think first of all you have to look at the history of this event. It's been a weird and I I don't want I don't want to look at it so I could be wrong I don't want to go to my phone but it's been a weird event in that it hasn't had a home. Um, you know, it was in Chicago. It went to Philly. Um, it's in Delaware next year, right? It's, what?
1: It's in Delaware next year.
3: Is it, Where is it next year? Is it's it in,
1: in, it's in Wilmington.
3: Is it in, two, is it at DuPont?
1: I mean, I'll tell you in two seconds. Hang on a second.
3: It, it has to be. It's the only course in Wilmington that I think could house it. Unless it's at Wilmington country club. And it
1: is at Wilmington it. country club. Is it really? Yes.
3: Okay. I've, I mean, I've played that plat. Oh boy. I, that's interesting. Um, and does it have a home in 23? No, the only yet?
1: the only year that's got a home is 2022.
3: So, so this is what I heard. I I think I heard this from a pretty reliable source that when they had the event in Philly, what they found was that nearly all of the corporate people were all Baltimore and DC people. Hmm. And it struck them that like why wouldn't we just have the event down there? If if those people are so excited about golf in this mid-Atlantic area, why wouldn't we move it down to Baltimore and see if we can't really, really capitalize for BMW, if we can't really capitalize on our marketing opportunity, which is kind of how it got here. So I think another moving part that the outside kind of golf fan doesn't think about, but it's still very critical, is how does BMW, when this all the dust settles next week and they sit down and they're all there, Hierarchy sits down and talks about the event. How did how do they feel it? When did they are they or do they see an uptick in vehicle sales, internet traffic? Um, so they are an extraordinarily important moving part. It's pretty clear, I think, that BMW wants the event in this general area. I think it's pretty obvious, right? They were in they're they're going to be in this area now three or four times in the in the last five years and I'm counting next year. Um, So when you say what's next, if it goes well, if it goes well this week, which they are 75% of the way there, I think, I mean, sales check, corporate sponsors check pro-am check Um, early returns on the golf course check. You know, they, they've, they've checked a lot of boxes. I think that they're a really good bet to get the event back here again Okay. Um, I think that the other tours, you know, the other governing bodies, if you will, of golf are interested in what happens this week. You know, the USGA did have an event at caves right away when it was first opened. They had the not ni- either 92 or 93. Yeah, the senior no, might've been 95. They had the, they had the U S mid amateur at caves right away, as soon as it opened, um, then they had the U.S. Senior Open. So the USGA has been to caves. Um, then the then the PGA. I guess it was the, the PGA. Then the PGA came to caves three or four years ago. Remember they had the Senior Players Same, Championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the PGA Tour's first time. So I I, th- I think everyone is watching still. Everyone's looking. The the tickets the the. The senior players championship when that I remember um wasn't what well, well well I wouldn't say it wasn't well received, but the oh, attendance wasn't great. Right,
1: it wasn't overwhelming. It would certainly yeah, well, I was it, there. I mean it was yeah. it
3: was it, I I don't even know what to say about it other than just to say it was an event. They did a nice job, but it didn't knock anyone over, that's for sure. Um this is a major, major event for yep, golf yep. i mean this is it's no doubt There's not no a major doubt. but it's a major event right
1: all right so i need to grab a break and i need you to do me a favor because you're with us on zoom just do, i need i need you to either turn turn your mic off while we go to break all right we're going to take a break yeah just turn your mic off and when we come back we're going to talk to paul azinger all right just mute my mic yes mute just it. mute mute your mic you can mute your own I'm muting it. And then when we get back from break, you, you'll you hear us. We'll get back from break. Turn your mic back on, all right? Or, or Kyle will text you, okay? Very good. Oh, he's already done it. Look at that. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is a luxury and comfort, convenience, and technologically advanced connectivity, or perhaps your focus, and I don't know who you are, whatever it is that you're into, it might be sporty performance and aggressive styling. We've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Drew's going to stick around, and Paul Azinger, former major champion, is going to join us. We'll talk more about what we're going to see out at caves this weekend. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
0: Party with the Flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info.
1: Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub-roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York Strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their Anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's
0: best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage call c3 american exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible don't let the insurance industry get one over on you c3 guarantees a 48 hour rapid response call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis
2: it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because Royal Farms new Swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast
1: Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star with the number five
0: forward slash Baltimore.
1: The latest issue of Press Box is available now on the cover. Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm Stores, And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is glenclarkradio.com.
2: Nothing but
1: net. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Drew Forrester, you back with us?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: All right. Uh, I'm sure you know more about our next guest than any human being should reasonably know about anyone in the world, right? Well,
3: I mean, I know, I know that he beat uh, Greg Norman in a playoff to win the PGA championship. Yeah, but even I know that. Back in 1993.
1: I know that for sure. No doubt about that. This man, of course, a 12 time winner on the PGA tour, including that 1993 PGA championship. Now, of course, analyst for uh, golf coverage on NBC and that means you'll be seeing him this weekend as the BMW Championship comes to Caves Valley. It's a pleasure to welcome into the program the great Paul Eisinger who's with us now here on GCR. Paul, it's Glenn and Drew and Kyle here in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us.
4: My pleasure. Good morning, guys. It's uh, great out here. I'm happy to be in this great part of the world. I'm standing underneath us, or I'm sitting underneath a stand of giant oaks out here in the shade and watching the leaves fall. It's pretty darn nice.
1: No, I love that. Let, let me, I guess, can we start with that, Paul? Like just your early impressions of getting out and seeing Caves. This is a, obviously the first time the PGA Tour has come here. Your impressions of the course as in, in the context of hosting an event of this magnitude. Well,
4: Caves Valley is spectacular, and this is going to be a real first look, I think, although it's played some events here, the, the PGA Seniors Championship and stuff like that, but People are going to watch this one, and they're going to see it Caves Valley. It looks a lot like Muirfield Village to me in Columbus, Jack's Course. Big, giant, wide fairways, huge, pristine bunkers, and the contrast of the white sand and the green grass is spectacular. It's almost like Augusta, but not quite. Um, it's just a, a great place, and there's four par fives here at Caves Valley. It's a big brood of a course. I just talked to Dennis Sattisher, who's been the pro here since the day it's opened, and uh, he thinks it's going to play tough for these guys because it's all carry and there's just uh, so much treachery around the greens. But you know what? When you give a tour player four par fives, generally the scores are pretty low. So a lot of times the club pros think their course is harder than it really is.
3: Hey, Paul, when you look at the, at the history of the FedEx Cup, uh, something kind of stands out, and it's not really a surprise, but as you're trying to handicap the field this week, um, only if I go through the list, I won't bore you with it, but if you go through the list of the players who have won this, these FedEx events, there are all the names you would expect, right? Rory, DJ, Tiger, um, the, uh, you know, the best of the best just seem to win it. Justin Thomas, yep. um, do you see that this week or because the golf course is new and it is there, are, the fairways, as you noted, are kind of generous and the rough it and all that thick. Could we see somebody off the radar screen, you know, a Kevin Streelman or a Sam Burns or, or one of those kind of guys that normally when you look at the history haven't been able to play very well in these events?
4: Well, first of all, the rough is very thick. Um, I didn't mean to say that if I did. It, it actually is pretty nasty rough.
2: Um,
4: and I generally think the trend will continue. Now you're going to probably have to say that, uh, you know, when Tony Finau wins that he's going to be a part of that list of guys you would finally eventually expect to win. But he's got to jump on everybody, and he's out in front now. Um, he's, I guess who's second? Xander, you said? Or, uh, no, uh, Colin Morikawa's second, but his back's right. out. He's not feeling too well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you always point to the superstars, but look, Rory McIlroy's circling the drain. He's 28th on the list, and he had a, a horrendous finish last week, bogging like three of the last five holes to drop from 26th on the list of 28. And if he did stay 26, I can't imagine five people blowing by you, but I can't imagine if he doesn't play well, that he doesn't have, you know, a couple guys, three guys go by him. So I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that that would be alarming to me if Rory missed the top 30, but generally you can expect the best players to show up. You know, it's a season long competition and the cream always rises
1: yeah we're talking to Paul Azinger of course you'll see the coverage if if you're not out there at caves which we encourage you to do but if you're at home you'll be watching Paul and Dan Hicks and that crew this weekend on NBC covering the BMW championship Paul is you know we bring up Phenal is that the best story now at this point like and I know that you know you're impartial and whoever wins wins and that's great but like you know, for for your guys' coverage, is there a better story at this point than Tony Finau, everything he's been through, finally breaking through, getting a win last week, maybe elevating himself into that position as we go towards the Masters next year?
4: Yeah, I mean, Finau just locked himself up for the Ryder Cup team, you know, for a guy that has taken a lot of heat. You know, I guess it was Rotel that said, if they're criticizing you, you're right where you want to be. And that's where Finau has been. He definitely should have more than uh, just the two wins, but that win last week, you know, that putt he made on 18, if you remember that final round, I watched almost all of it, he made one clutch putt after another. And and in the back of your mind when you're a tour player and you have the critics on you, and they all say, you know, he doesn't win because he doesn't make putts. Well, so every one of those putts on, on Monday in the playoff or in the uh, uh, delayed day um, last week, every single one of those putts, that was in the back of his mind. Oh, my gosh, if I miss this, they're going to talk about me. They're going to talk about me. You know, that's one of the battles that a guy has to overcome. And that's a long walk between shots. When he hit that bunker shot on 18, and it's got, it was the most dreadful distance of about six feet, wasn't it? And you know if he misses it, what the headline's going to be or what the right. story will be. And he knows if he misses it. And so the way I think about golf is that he made that in his mind. He made that with his mind because he could have made 100 strokes. And if you didn't see which, where the ball ended up, I guarantee you, you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference in those strokes. Hmm. But in his mind, he decided he deserved it. He decided he's worked his whole life for it, and he made it. And he did it all day with that battle going on. What will they write if I miss? What will they write if I miss? And he overcame it. And that's what makes golf so intriguing to me and why I love it so much. And the best players have the best minds. Now, will Tony Finau be able to sustain it, or will that be such a mountaintop for him to get that second win that he plays crummy this week? Possibly. But he hits it so well, guys. I just think that self-belief elevated to a whole nother level, and I think Finau's going to win the FedEx Cup.
3: Wow. wow. Hey, Paul, you That's mentioned my Ryder Cup, um, and I, I'm sure you'll probably reference it again this weekend on the broadcast, and I'm a golf nerd, so I remember that you took Stricker, Mayhand, J.B. Holmes, and Chad Campbell. When you were the captain, and those were your four picks, but I I don't—I could have
4: got punched in the gut for those four picks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't remember. That's why I brought it up. I don't remember where they were in the standings. I just remember those were the four guys you chose. Um, Obviously, the 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 event was at home, like this one is. And I'm wondering now, as you look at the lay of the land here with two tournaments left, is there someone kind of not necessarily in the top 12 or even 14? that you would think about adding if you were the captain this year? And I'm basing it a little bit on some, an expected performance in the next two weeks, but is there somebody off the radar screen that you would like as if you were the captain this year?
4: I doubt it. I don't think there's anybody off anybody's radar at this point. I mean, if you look at the top 12 guys, I don't think you could go wrong. Um, I, I believe you have to pick Webb Simpson 100%. He's going to be the guy that – will likely be able to play with Bryson if nobody else wants to. He could play wow. with Patrick Reed if, you know, health willing, he's able to be there. Um, so Webb is the is a key pick for the for the glue, I think, that will hold that team together. Um, and then, you know, really he can't go wrong, but my, my one guy that I, I just hope and pray he picks is Scotty hmm. Uh He's got the pedigree, and he's probably not a name that's going to jump off. Everybody's saying Kisner because, he you know, he just won, and he's won the match play twice and all that. Kisner may be great, but that's a big, giant golf course um, over there at Whistling Straits. Uh, So I don't know. It's just I don't think he can go wrong. This is going to be maybe, I don't know, if you can find a stronger, uh, better United States team with more crap going on behind the scenes. You know, these guys are so good. They should win. But they got stuff to deal with, the Brooks and Kepka dynamic and all that. But I don't know, if it was me, I think the two guys that are dark horse would be with Scheffler and Kisner.
3: Well, speaking of, speaking of the, the locker room, Paul, and, the, and, you know, you as a former player, you, you know how, I don't want to say volatile, but, you know, guys have different personalities, and I'm sure in your day, and I know all about the, the celebrated, you know, you and um, Seve and some of the other things that happened in the Ryder Cup. But in terms of the American locker room, how A, how important is the locker room, and B, does Steve need to kind of bring Bryson and Brooks into a room, get a couple of bottles of water, and sit down with them and say, hey, boys, let's, let's hash this out here so that it's not a problem over the weekend?
4: Oh, yeah. He definitely needs to do that. I mean, those two guys, Brooks and Bryson, can put the whole entire United States on their shoulders and rock this team right to victory. Or they can be a pain in the ass. You know that's just a fact. And I think that excuse me, I think that uh, Stricker is going to talk to both of them and say, "Hey, look, let's get together on this. You guys have to put your differences aside." If he doesn't do that, then it's easy to keep those guys apart. You know, it's it's not that hard. I mean, our Ryder Cup team, we we had three four man teams and nobody saw anybody else the whole week. So that that was important. At night in the in the uh, in the team room. Um, at night, when we're in the team room, everybody hangs, and you know we all have comfort food. Guys are playing ping pong and shooting pool and signing autographs. You know we got a million things to sign that week, and uh, it's pretty fun atmosphere. Uh, but I think Stricker's main responsibility beyond those two guys is to create an environment that'll make those guys play their best. And there's no shortcut to that. They have to know the course the best. They have to outprepare the Europeans or they'll get it handed to them again, to a lesser team, in my opinion. This American team should be a heavy favorite.
1: Just another minute or two here with Paul Azinger on Glenn Clark Radio. Paul, um, you're glowing in your reviews about Caves to start this thing. We've been talking a lot about, for as great as this weekend is, and I'm looking forward to being out there, and it's going to be an awesome thing, I think a part of the excitement here is what this could mean moving forward. I know that you are they don't go to you to make these decisions, but like, do you get right. the sense that this really isn't, as long as nothing goes wrong, there's nothing. There's no disaster this weekend out of Caves, this really is an opportunity for this to be the home of future BMW championships, maybe a, I don't know a PGA championship at some point. Do you feel like this is an opportunity for Caves and Baltimore to elevate itself in the golfing landscape moving forward?
4: Yeah, and, and the way I, I look, absolutely it is. And, you know, I, it's nice to come here and see infrastructure. You know, since march of 2020 when we had the shutdown you know I, we haven't seen infrastructure at any tournament and here we have got grand scans and corporate hospitality it's so great to see this out here but i, I would think that caves valley could lobby for a uh, rider cup as well hmm. any of those tournaments because of the way that it's built most of the greens sit down and and the fairways are are the you know they're low and it's it's uh, like every hole's in a valley, Caves Valley. It's like every hole sits down in a valley. Huge, natural spectator mounds all over the property here. And I can imagine what it would sound like hearing those rowdy fans screaming through these oak trees. It, it would be incredible. It'd sound like a gust out here. Uh, I would love to see them take a crack at a Ryder Cup or a, or a PGA Championship.
1: Drew, I'll, I'll let you have final word because I, yeah, I... I, I know you're yeah. –
3: I just wanted to ask you, you're one of the rare guys, one of the rare major champions that didn't gravitate to the senior tour, to the champions tour. Why was that?
4: Uh, I don't know exactly. I got hurt when I was 51 or two, and I had kind of lost my energy for the game. I just didn't want to out-prepare anybody. I mean, I did want to, but I couldn't do it. And when I got out there and saw Bernard Langer, I remember him hitting putts on the putting green, when I teed off on the first hole of a practice round and I took my sweet time around that nine holes. And when I got back, he was still standing there. And I just thought, "Uh, you know, if I'm going to get out prepared, I'm probably not going to stick around because I always believed if you didn't show up most prepared and if you didn't want it more than anybody, then you shouldn't show. And I, I believed that with all my heart. And I remember saying to my caddy, we're looking down the driving range at all those gray haired dogs and, I said, come here, look down that driving range and tell me what you see. He said, I see a bunch of old gray-haired dogs you ought to be kicking their butt. And I looked at him and I said, that's not what I see. He goes, what do you see? I said, I see Hall of Famers more prepared than me. And that's when that was it. I mean, I didn't play after that. And that's just how I felt. And then I got hurt, and that kind of put the nail in the coffin. Plus, I had TV to fall back on. Right.
1: Yeah, not a bad backup plan. Not a bad backup plan. Well, it's kind it worked, of worked out. I got,
4: I'm so lucky in TV. I mean, I've worked for ABC, ESPN. Fox and now NBC, and I've never been fired, which is a miracle. I've, like, <laughs> <laughs> ABC left golf, ESPN eventually was gone. Fox is eventually gone, and, and here
1: I am. and uh, we're looking so, forward to seeing, lucky. No doubt about that. We're looking forward to seeing you out there this weekend, Paul. Is there anything else we can plug for you? You know, something business wise, social media, anything no, along those lines? Uh,
4: no shameless plugs. I appreciate it. Um, just enjoy the week. It should be a good one. The top 70 show ponies are here. Uh, 69 I guess because Reed's out and they're they're vying for the top 30 for a crack at 15 million I won this tournament in 1992 and first place was 300 grand it's very similar yeah very
1: similar right? 50 times 50 times
4: and let me tell you how bad I was choking for that (laughs) 300,000 I can only imagine what they're feeling
1: um uh, hey uh real quick health wise everything's still good
4: yeah, everything's great. Awesome. Thank goodness. It's awesome. been uh, since 19, the winter of 93, I was diagnosed with a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. 28 years later, I'm still kicking.
1: Love that. <laughs> Love that. Yeah,
4: thank you. At, At Paul
1: Azinger on Twitter is how you follow him. See him on NBC this weekend. Paul, thank you for taking the time. I don't do
4: Twitter anymore. I don't do oh, Twitter anymore. Oh, then don't follow but... him.
1: Forget it. Don't do that. <laughs> I just
4: quit. It felt like a sewer, so I got out. Bro, I <laughs> am.
1: I wish. Oh, I wish that I could join you in that. <laughs> world.
4: Uh, all the critics, you know, the, the heck with them.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm with you on that. Paul, thank you for taking the time Thanks, Paul. for us. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. Enjoy the week. i see you. Paul Azinger uh, joining us here on GCR as uh, we get ready for the BMW Championship. Uh, Drew, appreciate you sticking around. and uh and, Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. Yes, sir. DrewsMorningDish.com, what's coming up?
3: Oh, big Shohei Otani report tomorrow.
1: Right. Going out, going out going to what see you What did he do last
3: night? night? Uh, hitting-wise, didn't follow the well, they They mentioned.
1: walked him. He singled in the eighth. <laughs> yeah, they, they walked him in the third inning. In a, of an eight-one. Struck game. out in the first. Now,
0: he Watkins. will hit
3: tonight, right, and pitch. That's yeah, assuming. yeah,
1: that's the yeah, way they use him. They typically use him. if not.
3: I'm gonna raise. you know, you're I'm gonna, gonna,
1: gonna demand your money back. A pound on the dugout. Right. Go over there, getting Joe Madden. Is it still Joe? Madden? Is Joe Madden still the manager? Yeah, of the he's Angels? still managing. Let's go over and get in his face about all that. All right, buddy. At It's a Hooded 4-Iron on right. Twitter. Uh, are you Are like why? Where are you out there this weekend at all? I'm going or? tomorrow and Friday. I, tomorrow I, on Friday I got Friday. some other
3: stuff going on Saturday and Sunday, but I'll be out there tomorrow and Friday.
0: Right. Where are you going to be on Friday? I might be there.
3: Um, text me. I'll be around. Uh, I'm taking Ethan on Friday.
1: Very okay. cool. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Right. Thank you, sir. See you, boys. Bye. Mike Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, checking in with us here on GCR. I figured he might enjoy Hanging around and talking to Paul Azinger this morning. Took all my questions. Oh, yeah? Those are all the ones that you had about the Ryder Cup? Yeah. What do you think about it? You think Scotty Scheffler would be your pick? I got to say, no. no. No? No? Who would you go with? Uh, You're Oyster more of a House. Scotty Smalls guy, he's South right? South
0: African, but I think you could still sneak him Who's, on. Oh, Ricky's Oyster yeah.
1: House? Yeah. I don't think that they would uh, let him play on uh, the U.S. Ryder Cup well, team. I don't know. think that the way that that would work. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by... Ooh, i got to make sure I know what I'm doing here. Oh, you know what? I need to remind everybody about this great contest. So tomorrow, the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show returns. So every Thursday, the rest of the year, 11.30 a.m., the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalas, brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and Dot. Can't wait to bring that to you. Same locations, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash radio. But on top of that, so tomorrow you can tweet your questions in, and we'll get them to KZ. But if you want something a little more, you know, personalized, you want to maybe have access to one of the top experts in the country at all hours of the night, you want to be able to wake up in a cold sweat,
0: hey, KZ, you 3
1: a.m., yeah, send the old you up text to KZ, you'll be able to do that if you win this contest. Go right now to pressboxonline.com slash contest, and you can enter to win a pre-draft virtual consultation with PressBox fantasy football expert Ken Zalis, plus personalized weekly advice throughout the season. You will have 24-7 access. Whatever he's doing, he's with his family. You say, the hell with that. I got questions. I need some sleepers this week. I want to know what I should be doing on the waiver wire. And he will drop everything he's got going on in his life and make you his primary focus. What a man. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man Ken Zalas is. Pressboxonline.com slash contests in order for you to register. We'll come back in, play a little Would You Rather Wednesday, then get the tidbit to be to wrap it up. at Glenn Clark Radio from the Pressbox Studios.
0: Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice, it's your career. Call 443 840 4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu/slash computer training. Here watch
4: yeah. out! Yeah.
1: For the first time, the PGA Tours FedEx Cup playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Caves Valley Golf Club for the 2021
0: BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. 401- 9797 or go to c3america.com for a
1: free analysis as one of only seven equestrian events of its kind the inaugural maryland five-star at fair hill will give you unparalleled access to olympic athletes in action come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new fair hill special event zone this october 14th through 17th in Elkton, maryland Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number 5.
2: This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method and way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast.
0: Royal Farms. Sports & Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at live casino and hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports & Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at sportssocialmd.com. That's
1: sportssocialmd.com. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, the chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Donation windows installed by experts with over 15 years experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you.
2: Tweet us now. Glenn Clark Radio, 21st
0: Century Talk Radio at glenclarkradio.com. Glenn Clark, Glenn Clark,
1: Glenn Clark All right, back in here at GCR. You know, three years ago today was a uh, significant date in uh, the history of this show. This was the date that I had to attend the Smash Mouth concert because ah, I... Lovely day. God, it was... I still have the scars. I still... Every now and then, feel a little bit of the PTSD associated with that particular event. You had event. fun. I did not. I want to make that abundantly you clear. You had there fun. There are a lot of things about it. Fun, not one of them. Fun, very much not one of them. Hey, uh, that was at the State Fair. I can think of a much better way to spend some time at the State Fair this year. It would be hanging out at the Purple Takeover with the football stars of the future, present, and past here in Baltimore and Great eight's memorabilia as they're bringing Lenny Moore, Adafe Owe, Hollywood Brown, Ronnie Stanley, Bang Cleveland, etc., to the state fair, there is a ticket available. It starts this weekend. So if you want to take advantage of the $350 all-you-can-meet, oh, that's a great, why did we not think of that? An all-you-can-meet ticket. I got to talk to Chris, man. That was a huge miss on his part. You want to get that all-you-can-meet ticket for $350. It covers pictures and autographs with er brody. And if you know anything about this business, getting 10 of these for that price, that ain't happening. That's not the way that works. It's still available right now, great 8 The word great, the number 8, the letter S, memorabilia.com. You can meet them all. Other options are pick who it is that you want to meet. Perhaps you just want to meet Adafi Owe. He's new. You haven't had a chance to meet him yet. You can do that, but you got to go purchase your meet and greet ticket right now. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com is the way to do it. Again, the word great, the number eight, the letter S, Memorabilia.com, in order to get your tickets. All right, here we go. Uh, would you rather Wednesday? I don't think you ever got your answering, uh, Kyle, on the Rays I Angels not, one. No.
0: Um, Man. probably go with the Rays. It's while it's undeniably. Tremendous to be able to see players of Trout and Otani's caliber. I have a pretty deep appreciation for what the Rays are able to do developmentally um, and this the pipeline of talent that they are able to pump into their major league roster. Um, you're going to see exciting players pretty much all the time in Tampa that are more often than not going to be uncompetitive and winning teams. Um, The fact that they tear your heart out from time to time, tough, no doubt, but that pain is replaced by your Wander Franco's, your Shane McClanahan's, your host of guys that, your Brandon Lau's, host of guys who stake claim to being some of the more productive and exciting players in baseball. Okay, and people are
1: all over the place with this one, and that's why I, I like the question. Otani
0: being... I mean, I'm more enticed by the prospect of Otani than Trout, for what it's worth. I don't know
1: that I'm any more by that. I, I'm not, I think it's unique, but I don't think it makes me any more enticed. Like, I... I mean, my, you're
0: seeing you're seeing a once in a lifetime and I get they're both th- arguably once in a lifetime. Mike is a, uh, uh, but I, it's a different kind of once in a lifetime. You're talking about somebody who redefines I, what you thought was possible in baseball.
1: Under understood, but still to this point, kind of an anomaly sure but that doesn't change that it's your anomaly i understand that i understand that um i'm i'm uh, this is a weird one to me like i and and paul for example paul from movie lando agrees with you despite the crappy stadium they play in, i'll take being a rays fan longoria etc go By the way, climate you,
0: control still not the worst thing in the world
1: you get to see new superstars like a yeah but it's it's an eyesore it's it's a what miserable mean? place to watch a baseball how do you, how game do you it's god awful they got orange juice you, everywhere yeah. no no they don't really uh you get to see new superstars like a rosa and franco uh take their place Meanwhile, John Proctor says, "When uh, guys like that don't come through the system a lot, I still don't know how the Angels luck sacked their way into Trout and Otani. Well, they spent money on Otani. That wasn't they didn't fair. They
0: spent money on the posting fee. The contract is all
1: the— I understand, like, but they still 16 it's, million or something. Like I that. get that, but they still it's not. I'm they not didn't. They denying. didn't draft Otani. Sure. They they. It's a different system. Well, he that. chose them. That is true. He did." uh feels like a waste for them never to do much of that talent felix hernandez calvin johnson barry sanders all come to mind players like that are awesome to watch give me the stars uh from nick kelly i'd rather have a chance to win a world series every year than always be hovering at 500 sure but you didn't Look, like you do that's th- and by the way a couple people did reference that uh, from Dan, Dan says, Glenn, if one of this involved the team that had won a World Series, it would be easy for me to choose that. Knowing that I never did it win a World Series, the only World Series they made was in that bastardized shortened season where you couldn't even go to any of the playoff games. I actually don't think this is all that close. I think if you had expanded it to include the year that they made the World Series previously, it would have made it more difficult, but otherwise... It's a team that no one cares about, there is no atmosphere in the stadium, and yes, while the players are good, they are not the transcendent players that Trout and Otani have been. Plus, there was the excitement of Albert Pujols' arrival, and even other talented guys that had showed up over the years, a la Upton and Anthony
0: Rendon. Oh, by the way, I think people expect Franco to be transcendent, for what it's worth.
1: Sure, but is he going to be transcendent he's there? Been incredible That's fine. Late. It's incredible for a few days. Like, let's not... He's been better than that. For the past, like, week or plus, he's that's been... That's a few days, Kyle. That's what
0: I'm saying. Regardless. Like, that's what the expectation is, right? Like, it's... I
1: understand that, but the point that people are making is the way that works with the Rays is you can be really super good for a little while, and then you're just going to be gone. Like, you're just going to end up somewhere else after a little while. That's the way that it works. So, yes, we can enjoy it for a little while, but it'll be gone. Whereas, in this scenario, you know it's going to be there. You can buy the jersey. You can do whatever it is that you want to do because you don't have to worry about it. The Rays have better gear also. That Devil Rays hat and was sick. Like the old school Devil Rays yeah. hat? Yeah, I didn't. I I I would, I would. did like that. I'm not going to lie about that. I did like the old school Devil Rays hat. Um, but this one's very sick. Although the sp- Angels
0: old school, Angels in the Outfield hat is pretty nice as well. The old school the Carolina blue brim with the a with the wings on it.
1: Oh yeah, that one I did yeah. like that. One. That was the blue. Ah, you know what? I take that back. I didn't love. Okay, you're thinking about the one for the when they won the when they won the World Series. Hey, guess the, or before because the one Carolina before blue that brim really like. navy hat. I don't remember a Carolina blue brim. It was a script a. I'll find it. Driving me mean, nuts, John from Little Rock. Give me the halos. I would love being in Anaheim and say, see- well, "Okay." By the way, we're not doing I'm the. you're
0: living there. Yeah. It's
1: not. You got to dismiss that part of it. Seeing once in a generation or lifetime players. Tampa Miss is puppy. Which one? Well, that one didn't do that much for me at all. The that color scheme is beautiful. One. I not I didn't. I didn't love that one. I didn't love that one. All right. Um, the the. P- Number one was the pro-style offense question. That was the, would you rather the Ravens begin to transition to more of a pro-style offense this season to shut up their critics, or no, that's nuts. What they've done has worked, so there's no reason to get away from it. Does it work? Yep,
0: it does. I'm saying, like, the pro-style offense works. They, I, they I'm win. not telling
1: you that. I'm not telling you anything. I'm just saying. Well, they don't have the personnel for that, so no. Okay.
0: If they had a bunch of receivers, if they had Julio Jones and Rashad Bateman, then I would like to see them transition to more of a pro style offense but they don't they've got the same guys they have and so Rashad Bateman's healthy and proves that he deserves 10 targets a game or Lamar proves that that's as good of a strategy as it is to run as much as they do then stick with what you're doing but you know I could be convinced otherwise if the season goes on.
1: Uh, overwhelmingly everybody's going with stick with what works um, and and so I I, I, it's funny, right? Because I hear all the time from the people that are that at the end of the season last year, everybody's mad at Greg Roman, everybody's furious at Greg Roman, and this you, you get. But now all I get is the people that say, "No, this works. Why would you change it?" Well, it's very strange. It's just very, it's very I think strange. There would how be that a works. difference
0: in opinion if they had.
1: It wouldn't change my opinion. Julio Jones specifically, right? I, if you I got would, Julio Jones... I would never change something until it didn't work. And the notion that it didn't work our, because they haven't won the Super Bowl doesn't work for me. Like, the, 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 if if they're running a pro-style offense, mm-hmm. it's going to change nothing about whether or not J.K. Dobbins is going to make that block against Buffalo. I mean, like, the, the style of the offense does not change whether or not guys execute during the course of a game. The... the playoff failures, maybe the Chargers game, like maybe we could say it's that, have in no ways to me been about the nature of the offense. They are very easy for anybody who watched the game. Mark Andrews didn't catch the ball against the Titans. If they run a pro-style offense, is Mark Andrews going to catch the ball? Maybe. Why would it be any different? Because he's a pro now. Oh, okay. Thank you. There is that. It's dynamite. dynamite observation. Dynamite observation on your part. There is no world in which it would make sense to change the offense. It's bat-ass insane to me. Until you get to a point where it's determined, it's definitive, that this doesn't work. And all I ever see it do is work. That's it. I constantly see it work exactly the way that you want it to. So until that changes, I think that's nuts. I expected there to be more split, but oddly there was not. This was kind of overwhelming. And then uh, the final one, your boss is a psychopath. When you arrive at work tomorrow, you find out that you will have to spend the entire day doing crate challenge videos for his enjoyment, or you walk into your offense to find two of these giant centipedes that have been floating around Reddit for the last couple of days, that sucker right there. That sucker right there waiting for you, and you cannot leave the office for the entire day. Great challenge. Why? Well, those look awful. Yeah, they do look awful. But the other side, you're definitely going to end up hurting yourself very, quite badly. Or I'm a legend. No, you're not. I want to make make sure that this is true. You don't this know that. A, no, you're there not. There are people who completely. You're it. going to hurt yourself There's quite a badly. you did it on high heels. Badly. Great. Good for her. You're going to hurt yourself quite badly. You didn't say that was part of it. You're, oh, I know. Because I have a brain. You can do this with reason. Reason. You're going to hurt yourself quite badly.
0: Look, I'll roll the dice.
1: Okay. Okay, dog. Okay. Do I get a gun to kill the centipedes? No, you don't. Am I allowed to, to kill them? No, you're not allowed to kill them. They so have to stay yeah. in the office all day. No, screw that. Those are gross. I understand they're gross, Kyle. <laughs> it's I'm not very aware of, of that. It's not just me doing the challenge, is it? No, it's just you. No, no, you I'll have do to it. do it all day. All day. By the way, are we still? is Drew still on Facebook Live? No. You sure? Oh, yeah. Nah, yeah. Maybe we should fix that.
0: He looks good. Maybe <laughs> we should fix we gotta tell that. Paul looks good.
1: Jesus. Uh, anyway he did look good though good for him god bless his him. makeup bless done well they look good all right continue giving me your responses throughout the day at Glen clark radio and twitter facebook.com slash glenn clark radio somebody is winning a twenty dollar gift card to hole frijoles right here in hamden i love them if you have not picked up the new print issue of press box yet I encourage you to do that it's available for free right now at your neighborhood royal farms any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box or read it all PressBoxOnline.com. Of course, Marlon Humphrey on the cover. Great story from Bo Smolka about where he is as far as the lineage of great defensive players in Ravens history. Again, go pick that up right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms or everywhere else around town where you find PressBox. Tidbit brought to you today by Window Nation. All throughout August, they're celebrating the 15th anniversary. All customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. Or buy two windows and get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. Eight six six ninety Nation, or visit WindowNation.com.
0: Tidbit of the day: Well, just started off by saying this. The Ravens have more wins this month than the Orioles.
1: They don't actually. These aren't actually wins. They have wins, Glen. They don't. They have wins. Yeah. No.
0: Of course, we've been discussing the notion of 40 passes, 50 passes, Jerry success for quarterbacks under that context, and well, you might not be surprised to hear that not many quarterbacks are successful Almost in none. that context. For what it's worth, well, it's probably not lot surprising that Tom Brady is one of the few who is, in his career, throwing 50 or more times, he's 19 and 9 not too shabby. Not too shabby. Among those who have also attempted that many passes, well, of course, Drew Brees, not surprising. that He did it in 19 games. Well, he only won four of them. And in 17 games, Peyton Manning only won four of them. All things considered, not a great strategy. Dan Marino still tried it, you know, 16 times, and he won five. So he's better than
1: that. Okay.
0: That said, so there his, what are what you're saying is only, definitively Dan
1: Marino is better than Peyton Manning.
0: By the way, Mahomes, in times where he's thrown 40 or more... Yeah. Sixteen and five ah, in his career. Ah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. One and one when throwing fifty or that's, more times.
1: Just fifty is not a good number.
0: One and one. That's a five hundred record.
1: Uh legally speaking, yes. There
0: are, including Tom Brady, two other quarterbacks in NFL history with at least a five hundred record in games. Where they throw the ball 50 times. I will set it at a minimum of 10 games, though this player did it more than that.
1: Ben Roethlisberger.
0: No, not great, actually, when throwing that many times. Really? When he throws 40 times, Roethlisberger, and this is in 2015, this stat was, so I'm sure he hasn't gotten better. When he's thrown 40 times, he was only 10 and 27. Really? Yes.
1: I'm a little bit surprised by that. Yes.
0: Uh, Brett Favre. Nope. Aaron Rodgers. Nope. We're looking for fifty here, by the way. I understand that. Like Rodgers doesn't throw fifty that many times. Not
1: not often, but I'm gonna guess that he's done it. Nope. I don't know that, by the way. So probably. Phil Rivers. Nope.
0: This player was an even eleven and eleven in such game.
1: Man. Um. Ah, man. I. I, uh, I mean, I'm uh, Joe Montana. Nope. John Elway. Nope. Jim Kelly. Nope. Troy Aikman. Nope. Steve Young, because nope. it's always Steve Young. Eleven. 11- Drew Brees. Nope. I thought he was. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did. now. that's right. Tony Romo. Nope. Kurt Warner. Nope. I mean, just how random is this? Yeah, he was once very highly thought of. He was once. I don't know what that means. Donovan McNabb. Nope. Carson Palmer. Nope. He was once very highly thought of. He's still pretty highly thought of. He's just not playing football.
0: Dan Fouts? No, I don't think he's always very highly thought of was, these days.
1: Well, why? And people didn't like him as a broadcaster. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a different thing. I'm pretty sure he still thought of as a great quarterback. I don't know. Dante Culpepper? Nope. All right, you have to give me some. Andrew Luck. That it is, okay.
0: Andrew uh, Luck, eleven and eleven in his short career in games uh, in which sorry. he threw fifty
1: or more. Sorry, time. sorry, Proctor, I didn't see that you were trying to get guesses in. I'm sorry. Did I, you name Luck? Uh, no, he said Steve Young, Joe Joe Flacco. <laughs> no, not Joe Flacco. Warren Moon and Boomer Esiason. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. Uh, he said <laughs> that's not bad. He said I missed the setup. We're just naming quarterbacks, right? <laughs> and the setup. All right. Anyway, we're not going back and revisiting that. All right, very good. Uh, Tidbit was also brought to you today by Sports & Social. Um, You're finalizing your fantasy football draft plans. No offense, it'd be better if it was at Sports & Social because it is an awesome place to hang out to begin with, and on top of that, they got great fantasy football draft packages starting at just $250. They include your draft board, space for 12 people, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, three orders of nachos of guacamole, Or if you can ask for guacamole and see if that's an option, I'd I'd like to see. But right now, I think it's just guacamole. Uh, Plus some dynamic pricing options that include massage chairs, a model to host your draft party, and much more. Email events at sportssocialmd.com to find out more. Visit sportssocialmd.com to find out about all the great stuff that's happening at Sports and Social MD in Live Casino Hotel. It is such a phenomenal venue. Tubular brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens and their Countdown to Kickoff Party, which is happening on Monday, May 13th, presented by Miller Lite. A live performance by all-time low right there at M&T Bank Stadium. Plus, you can watch the Ravens-Raiders game on the Ravens' vision boards. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets to just 10 bucks, as long as you get them before the 13th. And parking is free. Concessions will be open. It's going to be an awesome time. They're going to do all of the in-game entertainment. There's absolutely zero reason why you shouldn't be at this event. Again, BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff in order to find out more. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular. Indeed, the Orioles will try to avoid a 20th straight loss and should be easy as they send something called Chris Ellis to the mound tonight against Shohei Otani. So I think they've got it in the bag, frankly. I'd be stunned if they don't win this one. Um, That's 7 o'clock on Masson. Mass and two nationals, Marlins at seven. By the way, honest to God, what is Chris Ellis? He's a pitcher. But like, what? What is he? Oh, he's a, I'm a guess right-handed. Okay, but you don't know that either. You have no idea. You don't I'm know. You don't know anything about Chris Ellis. Is your point? He's you an know Orioles nothing. pitcher. Okay, how did he get here?
0: He's claimed off waivers. By from. Oh, did I get that part right? I don't know. <laughs> um, he was claimed off waivers. You got from, that going. Um, for from Chris Ellis. Well, let me uh, guess. Let me guess. From.
1: The Rays. That's exactly who it is. (laughs) Chris Ellis claimed off waivers from the Rays. He had previously pitched for the Royals in 2019. Well, that part I did not know. Apparently was claimed. I'm doing pretty well. He was claimed five days ago, so... Exactly the guy. All right, I I got nothing else to say about this. Chris Ellis starts for the Birds tonight as they take on the Angels. Nationals, Marlins 7 on Mass and 2. MLB Network, Tigers, Cardinals at 1. Giants, Mets at 7. YouTube, Royals, Astros at 2. ESPN, Little League World Series at 3 and 7.30. Then Dodgers, Padres tonight at 10. FS1 for the MLS All-Star Game. The MLS All-Stars taking on the Liga MX All-Stars at 9.30. CBS Sports Network, the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC takes on the Portland Thorns in the NWSL at 10.30. NBA TV, Phoenix Mercury, New York Liberty at 7. NBCSN for coverage of the Paralympics starting at 8. TNT for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. MasterChef, 8 o'clock. I know you're salty about all that, but who cares?
0: Um... Aquafina, they, just, that they just kicked the wrong Central. people off the show the last couple of weeks. That's o'clock on Comedy Central for the Aquafina show. MTV Cribs is back. Did you know that? I did not know that. 9.30 tonight on MTV. Mm. Weirdly, it's on MTV. Um, stuff and things. Check it all out at glenclarkradio.com if you're so interested. All right.
1: Very good. Tubular was also brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home. Insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Paul Azinger as well as to um, Joe Theismann. We'll get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the archives. Tab at GlennClarkradio.com. Um, we got irons and fire stuff and things,
0: a lot of stuff oh that boy. will be, oh boy. we've got stuff. It's just a matter of what we're going to do. Uh,
1: tomorrow, the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalis, first edition of that. Uh, we will chat with Christopher Clary, who is the author of the new book, The Master, which is a 400-page epic about the career of Roger Federer. I have uh, almost finished it. I only have about 20 pages left um it's very good it is unbelievable the the access that he had is incredible over the course of roger federer's career um and, and yeah stuff and things stuff and things we'll just leave it at that Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, CCBC, Dot, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great H Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the BMW Championship, the Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Kay Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.